Welcome to the Joy of Television Podcast, Episode 9. I'm Rich Lepore, and I am here with... Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. And today we are going to be talking about science fiction in television, which is a topic that really is is timely, especially yeah. with all of the sci-fi shows that are dominating the airwaves right now. Mm-hmm. Westworld obviously being one of the really big topics right now, and pretty much everybody's television blog and reviews and websites and all everywhere you look, it seems, there's Westworld talk. Um, and then it seems this fall, everyone decided to make a time travel show. I know. <laughs> it's it's uh, very yeah. true. So what do we yeah, have? Yeah. Timeless. Um, um, what's the that? The Arrowverse. The Arrowverse. <laughs> time yeah. after time. Right. The Flashpoint stuff. Right. Uh, which obviously isn't covered within Arrowverse. And, and then, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Both those shows. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The other one as well. So that's and then you know Arrow has time travel too. You go yeah, back to the island or the Russian Fight Club. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so anyway, but time travel and uh, science fiction has never been hotter on television. There's a huge crop of shows on sci-fi. They've had a resurgence lately. Yeah. What with uh, what's that? Dark Matter. Dark Matter and Killjoy. Uh, Killjoys, right? What's the Expanse? Uh, the Expanse. Okay, that comes on sci-fi. Expanse yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic show. So there's really a lot. There's much to do about science fiction lately, and much like we did recently on our best science fiction. Films of all time. We're going to go back. Totally check out if you, you haven't already. You should. You should indeed check it out. And uh, w- uh, when you get back from checking out that episode, you can enjoy our list this week. So what we're going to do is talk about probably the three. Our three. Yeah. We're going to take a look back. Um, study the past if one should, uh, you know, <laughs> understand the present, right, yeah. or the future. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to look back at, at our favorite science fiction shows of all time. Um, and have a list of those each. We'll each pick top three and some honorable mentions. Yeah. That'll be really fun, spark some interesting conversation. Before that, we're going to do what we always do. So this is really a well-rounded television episode. First, we're going to talk about TV news. There isn't a ton, but there is some exciting news for people who like certain shows. Sense8 got some big news recently. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, there's some news about the new Star Trek series that's maybe a little less awesome. Um, or depending on how you look at it. So there's a lot There's a lot to talk about. So we talk about news, and then we're going to talk about what we've been watching lately. And so I think each of us have some interesting shows to chat about. So we'll do that, and then we'll uh, coast or cruise or get pumped and get into our big topic conversation. So without, without, let's do it, right? Without further ado, Jordan, why don't you hit us off with the news? Well, starting off, uh, it's been, you know, as Rich said, a hot minute since we last had one. So there's a few things, but tried to keep it mostly recent. Um, as far as things alluded to, uh, Westworld was officially renewed for season two. This is true. Hallelujah. This is true. Uh, we, we uh, you know, that show had a really troubled and extended period for, of development mm-hmm. and so it took like three years to bring it to the screen at least and that's not even from you know that's the, not even counting the kernel of an idea yeah because the conversations abrams had with michael Crichton back in the day forever yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah they've been talking about bringing westworld to the to the small screen for a very long time so anyway regardless of all the trouble of of, of you know pre-production mm-hmm. just production is a big deal for that yeah. show yeah. and so although season two has been announced it is very likely we won't see it until 2018, possibly second half of 2018, because uh-huh. it is a huge production issue, yeah. that show. So, um, you know, maybe they'll figure that out and get it more, get it a little tighter. You know, Game of Thrones is also a huge undertaking like that, but they've, yeah. in recent years, they've gotten it down to a science, I guess. And so yeah. you still get your 10 episodes every year. Uh-huh. Maybe they'll get to that point with Westworld. I'm hoping with all the hype and excitement and the good viewership numbers that show's been getting that it will be able to sustain an audience big enough to make it a priority for HBO? I think it will, because, you know, I mean, going into the season, 
obviously there are all the production setbacks and then you know they had to build an audience from the ground up right um, and so you know they because westworld is a pretty the cult film that's based on you know sure. and so there were you had an audience that was already interested in it but that's still fairly niche and but um i think they've done an amazing job gaining a fan base right, um, right. just in the and also this episode is being reported uh the day like tonight is when um, the Westworld series, series finale. finale. Season finale. Season yeah. finale, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Thank it's, God it's not the series oh, finale. Oh, that would be horrible. But I will say this, uh, it's an hour and a half finale. Yeah. So that's exciting. So it at is. least, so we're a little more, we're a little less bummed at this very moment Absolutely. about it not coming back till 2018 because we have an hour and a half ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. But after that is over and the huge cliffhanger there will no doubt be. Yeah. And a oh, year yes. and a half to be hanging. Oh, yes. Um, I'm going to feel much like the Walking Dead people uh, claim no, to you feel like, you're going to feel like Sherlock people. Is a, a, oh, right, right, yeah. right. If there was a cliffhanger at the end of season three, was there? Well, I mean, Moriarty comes back. Um, uh, yeah. And, yeah, there's a, I mean, they, well, at the end of all right, all right, season yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true, that's true. This is true. All right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Westworld is coming back. It's going to be a while. Yeah. I'm only three episodes in, so yeah. I'm not. Rich and I are caught up. We're, world. we're yeah. pretty stoked. I understand. I understand. It's, I, know, it'll, I mean, it's an amazing pilot, but even it gets even better and better as you go along. Uh, it's an I interesting show. I don't think that I'd agree with that, because two and three have been very sluggish to me. So. Well, but I'm saying after the first, yeah, like, it'll, after it's going right. to get well, really we'll good. Yeah. So two was sluggish, the one where they introduced, like, that half was, the cast? That's, that like, half cool. of the pilot. Yeah. It was a little better. Than, or I was, I was still mostly on par, but the third one was just... What was the third one? It was before Dissonance Theory, so... Like, the episode four was when they focused on Men in Black, and, um... So, what was three? You can tell by the strong, distinct identity this episode had. That doesn't... That's not the point. Yeah, that's one episode, though. No, I'm not saying it's not, but it's... Just, I haven't gone back to it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, 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 no, understood. I just think, yeah. Well, we'll talk all about Westworld because we've all been watching it yeah, uh, yeah. in different degrees. Uh, okay, that's the stray. So that's the one where they go to car- they go off to capture that stray host. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that isn't the strongest episode, yeah, to be sure. That's okay, yeah. All right, so that's Westworld going on to another bit of news we've got brian fuller has more or less cut all ties with star trek discovery you gotta think you know he's a busy guy so it's not like he he isn't disparaging the show it's just they said he was still kind of involved and he was very clear now i'm just they gave me a credit but i'm pretty much done working on it at all you know i one time watched a documentary on tv showrunners and they talked about how at one point when joss whedon was showrunning three shows because Firefly, Alias, Buffy, and they were just other people were talking about how that and Angel. Or I was going to say sorry. Alias. Sorry, my sorry, brain my was bad, churning bad, over bad. here. Like what? My bad. What? My, what? Bad. But, 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 my bad. Nerd card. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that's yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you mix two one word things. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, but they were talking about how that was just an insane undertaking, and so I get it because I mean he's got American Gods, he's got probably a million other projects in development, but it does suck just because. He was so passionate about bringing this one, and like Jordan said, he did write out like treatments for pretty much. The, well, he the wrote the first season. two episodes, and yeah, the arc yeah, yeah, yeah. of the first season yeah. is based on him, and you know, yeah. So it'll still have his touch there. But do we? Who's uh, the showrunners? I wasn't familiar with. Um, I forget his name um, off the top of my head. Um, I know Akiva Goldsman is like one of the. They, like, they also cast a few people, Michelle Yao and yeah. Doug Jones. Doug Jones, yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, exciting. So yeah, there's still a lot to learn about that show. It's, sure. 
didn't I forget? Did they push it back? Wasn't it supposed to be? Yeah, pretty it soon? did. Yeah, get pushed back. back. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't understand why they're making a Star Trek show that's only online. I just oh, yeah, now I get it that CVS is trying to push this all access thing on, on Black Friday. They had the whole like you can have a month free and then yeah. it goes up to four or five dollars a month. I just don't understand why it's. I, I guess they already have enough shows like for their for their demo like on on the air that they don't need this. I guess, and maybe like, it's for a more niche audience niche audience. But I I don't know. I just, I'm with you. It was a very weird. I hate the decision. I just hate yeah. the decision. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, it doesn't entirely. I mean, their network is the least sci-fi friendly network on it's television. True. Yeah. It's true. I mean, they but beyond even, that, you know, it's not like they're completely just dumping it and like they've got the. Outside of the U.S., it's airing on Netflix and just about every other country in the world. Uh, Where I mean, I just don't, why don't you put it on CBS and then on CBS All Access or or something? Yeah, I feel like at least the premiere should be on there, you know, or something. I I don't know. It's just Actually, really, I believe they are doing that. Are okay. they doing that? Well, that's good. Okay. That's at okay. least that's something. Okay. I just don't understand. I, I hope that the show is like incredibly legitimate. But my experience with you know series that go straight to the internet are. Yeah. You know, unless they're Netflix, like, originals. Right, right. But, like, you know, let, let, I'll take... Um, it's slightly different because it was an established series, but let's look at uh, that show, um, Yahoo Screen. Oh, Community? Community. I mean, like, it just went there to die. And well, I, no, it went I there the different. same way Star Trek is to try and boost a new service. It's just Yahoo Screen was a terrible service. Right, right. CBS All Access, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like yeah. people that want to watch, like, SVU go there, maybe. I don't know yeah. I don't know who subscribes to that service. Maybe Star Trek fans now. Uh-huh. But I just, I don't know about that. But anyway, it bothers me also that Brian Fuller is, you know, distancing himself from the project. Now, I know he hasn't disparaged it. I get that. Uh-huh. But, like, to go out of his way to say, I'm, I'm not even ever touching this. My, my hands aren't even on it. It's just like, all right, you know. So you were you were saying earlier that he he had scripted or wrote out the first season. Yeah, I mean the plot is ba- the entire arc of the first season. Yeah, and I think That's he wrote cool. the first episode. I mean, I don't think it's like he's he's I don't think he's distancing himself from a train wreck. I think he's just very clear about what he is and isn't creatively involved. And in. yeah, it was the yeah. same thing a decade ago when he yeah. left Dead Like Me. So it's not like it's yeah you know. Yeah. But no, in that case, I think the I think it was different in Dead Like Me because I was reading about that. I actually got those DVDs recently, and I was reading about it, and it was like there was a difference of opinion in how the show should go. I sure, that's what I, I mean, maybe that's happening here, yeah. but you know, I'm just saying he's been he's always a very upfront creator on what happened. And that's cool. He did it when he talked about you know what happened with Mockingbird Lane or the um, the sci-fi show he he tried to get off the ground, but they only aired the pilot of. You know, he's always very upfront, so I don't. That's think, cool. Yeah. I think he you can take him at face value most of the time. That's yeah. which is which is solid. Okay, so anyway, that's coming one day. I think it's what like late next year or yeah. mid next year. Something it like is that. next year, I think. I mean, if yeah. they've got casting going, they've yeah. got to be yeah, pretty yeah. close. Maybe April, May, June, something yeah, like that. I think is what I heard. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. But no, for I'm now, curious. it's just this, 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 this. I'm, I'm, I'm moving my hands like like a glob of, of of goo that I I just I just can't put my hand fingers on. I just what is it? You know, it's just this 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 anomalous. I don't know. It's yeah. new, it's weird. Anyway, we'll see what it is. Once it gets some more structure, then I'll start to get excited about it. Sure. All right, speaking of shows uh, with structures and long production <laughs> between seasons, uh, Sense8 was yeah. officially announced. They talked about this for a while, that they were doing a Christmas special. So I didn't know that. News. That's I cool. did not, no. Uh, the Christmas special was announced to be happening around Christmas. Awesome. I think it's on Christmas Day. Like 25th, 26th, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then season two has a release date of uh, May, May 2017. Which is awesome. Which yeah. is awesome. Now, I know 
people love that show. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. Uh, I know it, it has. It's one of those shows you got to watch the first couple episodes to really yeah, get into you do. it. Yeah, you do. Um, so I know that when the I do sit down, a little to, rough. But after that, yeah. when I do sit down to get into it, I'm going to need to like be ready and to like really give it a chance. Yeah, I would. But um, but I but I want to do that because you know sure. from what you've said, it's phenomenal, right? Yeah. By the end of by the end of that first season, I was really invested. Um, I'm really interested in what's going to happen. I'm, I'm probably going to rewatch it. It's not a very long season, from what no, I remember. No, it was only was it on? It was eight to ten episodes, something like that. I, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like so. It's not the longest commitment. Uh, I think they are long episodes, but sure. No, I really liked Sensate, and uh, I'm bummed on some of the changes because one of the cast members did depart and has been replaced. Wait, for oh, this really? New season. Who? Kyphus. Really? He was one of my favorites. Yeah. Who oh, is that he? sucks. He the African a, guy, um, the, like, yeah, with the Van Damme. No, he yeah. was like he kind of made it for me. Dang it, I did not know that. <laughs> so they have a new actor playing that role. Uh, oh, I hope he's good. Which is aghast. You haven't even seen his performance yet because I know that that's half of what people talk yeah, about I, about I, that I, show. I, oh, I loved it. All I heard about was Van Damme. It single handedly that character in his van spawned your you and Kelsey's <laughs> viewing season of Van Damme yeah, it's, movies. It's, it, it, it was, it wasn't, I mean, yes, he was a great character, so I don't want to disparage, but, you know, who knows? The new guy might be good. Yeah, but does that ever work? Uh, Did it work in Spartacus? Not really, you know? The I Doctor know. changes all the time. People love that up Yeah, but down. is there going to be a regen, you know? <laughs> I don't like, think there will be a regeneration. I just, oh my god, really? Of all the people, really? That does suck. Yeah. What did it do? Was it a sketch? Like, Why? It was some sort of uh, production issue. I forget. It's been a few months now since okay. that happened. Oh, I need to so go back and look at specifics that. off my dome. Why? Oh, that's... <laughs> this is really funny you do have an event. Because, like, I've seen it. And I, like, I now, like, I'm, like, have it. Yeah, that bums me out. I'm but a very empathetic person. Yeah, yeah. Very, I'm feeling <laughs> your guys' pain. But also, just that I'm telling you, I first of all, I really don't like the idea that I'm going to be watching now a first season of a show and getting pumped about this guy who's not going to be. Anyway. Yeah, that's going. I just, I, like, what? They couldn't figure out his contract issues? That no, it was sucks. something, I believe, content-wise or something. That he I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah, I, f- I really forget the specifics. I don't want to speak. But Okay. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Uh, so, but no, it did. I mean, that first season ended, I think, on a strong note for me, and I'm interested to see where it'll go. Because for me, at the beginning of it, it was more of a matter of, like, I liked some characters, the other, some of the other ones weren't that interesting. And so as it evolved, it really got me in. It brought them more together. It was much more interesting, so... My understanding is that doesn't really happen until the end of the entire season. Well, they don't bring them come like, all together. together. Yeah. They, technically, they never come together physically. Yeah, that's they, true. They that's do. True. That is what I hear will happen in the Christmas special, I think. Cool. I think is what it said is they will come together finally physically or That'd something cool. like that. Now, when you say this, I understand what that meant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, next up, uh, Why the Last Man has a showrunner, Kevin. Was Does it really? Watching? I just saw that on there. Like, I think it was the American God, so... Uh, Rich, can you look it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like I know Jordan. That's one of your favorites. Um, yeah, why the last it's... man's a masterpiece? Oh, a lot yeah, of people yeah. say it's the best creator-owned comic series of all time. Yeah, I mean, do you want to give a little uh, like? Yeah, November sixteenth, November fourteenth. Oh, uh, Michael Green, who's currently oh, okay, yeah, he... who's currently on stars as Neil Gaiman, Brian Fuller drama American Gods will co-write the script. Hold on, here we go. Um, uh, for Why the Last Man, alongside comic book creator Brian K. Vaughn, the project eyed as an ongoing drama series is still in development. FX declined comment. Um, I mean, that show's been in development. That that property has been in development yeah. for yeah, okay. basically since it ended, right. since before that, and that's going on 
seven, eight years now, yeah. probably. So, I mean... How many volumes is it? It's well, ten volumes. It's okay, a 60-issue yeah, yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 59 of them are amazing. <laughs> he, he's notably has the most depressing endings of all time. Okay. So, well, I wouldn't call that a bad ending. It no, is, no, it's it I am. Beat I'm just calling it bad. But, yeah. uh... Do you, for our listeners who haven't read it, do you want to just give, like, a brief... Yes. Like, Although it's, I, I I laugh at hearing Rich say that because we're going to be talking about a show I know he's going to hate the ending of later in the episode. Okay, okay. Slight tease. Okay. Uh, but, no, uh, Why the Last Man is about uh, York Brown and his pet monkey Ampersand who, after some event that is ambiguous throughout the whole series, uh, every male on Earth except for, or every biological male on Earth except for York and Ampersand die and so he is the last man on Earth. Uh, in a world of women, and it's all about him basically trying to uh, find his... He was in the middle of proposing at the end of the first issue over the phone to his girlfriend in Australia. The phone cuts out, uh, and so his personal mission is to get there and find her, whereas uh, Agent 355 is tasked with protecting him and, and getting him to where he can... They can hopefully find something out along with Dr. Elizabeth Mann, who seems to have some kind of connection to it. Uh, there's a whole big cast, 60 issues. It's Phenomenal! I love Why the Last Man. I really wanted to reread it. If you want to talk about um, world building, I've read the whole thing. And if you want to talk about world building, there's really it, it's up there top ten probably with comics yeah. series. Yeah. I mean, it is it's masterful. Uh, like I'll give you an example: a, a certain group of the women uh, turn into what are they called Amazons? Yeah, and like they just you know they sort of disfigure themselves and they go on this quest and 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 you know Yorick's sister is one of the, becomes one of them, but then has second thoughts uh-huh. and and it's just. It's like what would really happen potentially? These different groups fracture off, and, uh-huh. and what would happen if you were? It was the end of the world, and there were no men anymore. You know, what would that mean about reproduction? What yeah. would that mean about the hierarchy of things? What would that mean about the way people feel? Uh, you know, just about anything, religious impact. All these implications are discussed by these different splinter groups, and with such in such an intriguing fashion, it's just great. No, yeah. it's an exciting concept. I'm hopeful to see it actually make the screen. It's been yeah, in yeah. development for ages, so who knows? We once got threatened with a Shia LaBeouf led version of it. Oh my gosh. Uh, threatened, oh my. but he's not an actor. How can he do that? I think he still <laughs> was back then. Oh, okay. No, that's how long it's been. <laughs> I mean, it really has been a long-ass time. So anyway, this guy has done um, Murder on the Orient Express reboot, uh, the Blade Runner sequel. Yeah, and he co-wrote Green Lantern, too. Logan and the Green Lantern. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, he's been in the... I know the name. He's been in the sci-fi. He's legit. This guy's while. legit. Okay, cool. So it um, sounds like they got the right people going. And it's coming to FX, which is cool, because yeah. that's also the network that wants to do Southern Bastards, which that's in, like pre-pre-development, but I, I Jason Aaron and Jason Latour are at least writing the pilot for that. That's not anything, I mean, that's just like, it It got announced that, you know, they were really... There were a thousand or, and oh, yeah. one pilots, pilots being, being written, written by some comic writer sure. somewhere, you know. Sure. Yeah. But that, I mean, you know. I mean, but hey, I mean... I here's $25,000, write a pilot, you sure. know, like... That but I think FX is a great network for... Oh, my God, they're amazing. For, you know, creator and comics. And just, just the way they're giving the, the freedom for, for great exactly. shows to, to bubble up. Absolutely. Um, Atlanta's a great example of that. We'll talk a little about that later. Sure. All right, so next up, we just have a few superhero stories, because they're inescapable in modern they media. Are. They are. Uh, not that that's been a problem. So, um... Luke Cage got a second season, apparently. Yep. Just, That's cool. Just, I just saw that. Just happened. Yeah, no. I, uh, uh, off the presses. 
So I, you know, it's not super surprising. No, it's not. Um, Daredevil and Jessica Jones have both gotten that extension. Let me look this up and see if they have any idea for when, because. Obviously, I mean, I it would, would be a while. Yeah, I would think that. 2018. Yeah, no, no, 2019 probably at the earliest. When's Jessica Jones season two? 2018. Okay, so... I mean, the next up is Iron Fist and Defenders and Punisher all Wait, the next Iron year. Fist, because I'm pumped. Uh, spring? Yeah, alright. I mean, that's the first I one coming. sooner! Uh, actually, if they're moving to three Netflix series a year, we might see it in 2018. It's entirely see. possible, so... Hmm. Uh, so that's exciting. Yeah, it doesn't have any... When, but yeah, I mean, it, got, yeah. it'd be ridiculous it'd be to expect that. I would think 2018 at the soonest, yeah, and probably at the tail end of 2018. You know, sure. kind of. Uh, it seems like they're going to do spring, summer, fall now as kind of a rock. Sounds good. Which one are you most excited about? Defenders, Jessica Jones season two. Well, that's an, I can guarantee I know his answer. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's about one you? of my favorite modern television shows. So yeah, well, I, I mean, I have an affinity for Daredevil, so. I know you, Jordan didn't like wasn't crazy about season two, but I'm pretty stoked when season, season three is coming. Oh, it's coming! That's yeah, cool. it'll still be a little while, but I don't know. I mean, I've always loved the character. And hey, you left yeah, out Punisher. Yeah. Punisher, but yeah, I'm not. I mean, that I'll show's watch coming, it. right? I'll watch it. That's yeah. run by Hannibal alum. I'm super excited. Um, so Luke Cage. Uh, this is a smaller one, but. Uh, Mr. McSpitliak, the Superman villain, um, is coming to Supergirl for All two right. episodes in the spring. What does this show do wrong? Oh wait, nothing in fans' eyes. <laughs> it's People a really good show. love yeah. that show. It's just like it's God's gift. Like apparently, I haven't seen it. Well, you know, it's it could go bad. I mean, it didn't start on the best of of tracks. It took a while to improve. It How long go, did it take to get good? I'd say by about mid season. Oh wow! This... It took half season. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, well, it aired nine episodes in at the most, but I think episode seven's where it had its first really good episode, and then this season's been the most consistently entertaining of any of the CW DC shows. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing how, how how night and day these things can be, and how it's just like, or, or even how night and day a few tweaks can make a yeah. show. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that show had most of its core ingredients in those first seven, eight episodes, or six episodes, we'll say, to use your, your numbering. And then by episode seven, all of a sudden, just the moon and stars align, and it was a great episode. And then yeah. it just was uphill. Uh, it's just impressive. It's I impressive. Mean, they make TV some shows tweets. are notoriously difficult. You're working on a weekly production yeah. schedule, so yeah. you got to figure things out on the run. What's working? What's the chemistry between actors? What's the, what's yeah. clicking? What's not? It's and not something, something you can make up. I mean, you make the pilot, and you get a little bit of time to readjust before the second. Yeah. But then it's just constant. And so. especially like the Arrowverse, because it's four shows. All twenty-two episode seasons. Well, no, Legends is okay. Legends is a little short, but still. But it got a re. I mean, yeah, yeah, for four episodes, so seventeen. That's still a lot. Yeah, it's it's it is it's not short. I'm not saying that. And also, it's got the highest production values. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't have the isn't the most expensive to make. I would think more than likely. Yeah, I would. They rely on laser beams a lot. Okay, but so there's that, and then over in Marvel again. Uh, for next fall, Marvel's The Inhumans was announced as a show for ABC. Which is crazy, but cool. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's going to be tied into S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah. I would assume it's a spinoff to some degree. If S.H.I.E.L.D.'s even going to come back for a fifth season is still up in the air. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's have, it has a series low ratings still. Oh. Um, Ghost Rider is obviously someone they could also spin off. So these are all characters you could see showing up elsewhere. I mean... I would hope to. Sky, uh, or Daisy is an inhuman, so 
to, to have her not show up in a show all about the Inhumans. She would be the in character, theoretically, but, you know, it's going to focus on the royal family of Black Bolt and... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Medusa and that whoever else they can afford potential. to... I just want to see Medusa, like, on the, like, uh, live action. That has there. tremendous yeah. potential. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, they're going to air the first two episodes in IMAX in theaters. That'd be cool. We'll be there. Uh, yeah. And then re-air it as a series premiere. Have uh, you read much in Humans, Rich? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have. I've read yeah. uh, some of the Soul stuff. Nice. Um, and then I've, you know, gone back and looked at some yeah, of yeah. the older stuff, like, um, what's his name? Um, the, main, the one, what's the seminal one by? That seminal work in Humans. Um, Paul Jenkins? That, thank yeah. you, yes. The Jenkins Woo, or you. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, it's I'm, I'm always glad for another Marvel TV show. It obviously means the movie is, if not completely scrapped, really, really did just get reworked. That would work better TV. as a show anyway. I, think, I don't think uh, so. Really? The, I mean, given the royal family characters, maybe on a narrative level you can tell a longer story, but on a budget level it's like, you're yeah. not going to get Lockjaw and yeah, some of the more true. bizarre looking creatures. Like, true. So, you know, or we'll who see. knows? We'll Flash see. pulled off Flash and I mean, they, pulled I, off some great stuff. If Flash stuff. can do King Shark, I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. That was just because you guys are talking about it, you made it made me think for a second that think about like the Inhumans and how expansive that brand is. It's a huge brand, uh-huh. and to try to do that as another new movie with another 35 characters, you know, it's just it makes some sense to do that as a, as a show with more intrigue where you can have a larger cast. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. We'll sure. see. Um, my hope still my is that Shield really low for some reason. Let me go. All right, go ahead. Um, my hope is just that Shield continues. I like that show. Yeah, I, really I know. enjoyed it this I know. season. So I know. Although a Ghost Rider spinoff seems like something they are just really setting up. Why so, do know. they really want to do that? Do people really like Ghost Rider? Critically, Ghost Gabriel Luna's performance has been one of the highest things praised about this season. So okay, all right. Um, I could see it happening real easy. Okay. Uh, so that's it for news. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Cool. cool. We put a little X out on the sheet, and we are done. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay. That's a little inside baseball for you guys out there. There we go. That's how Jordan does Super it. official notebook paper. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, what have we been watching is next. So I have an awesome one that I just can't wait to talk about, and I'm okay. just going to have to get it out right now. You guys go ready? Go ahead. Can okay. you handle it? Okay. Yes. Okay. I have found maybe the perfect television show. And it's called Search Party. And it's so fucking good that I don't even know how to express how good this show is. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I've seen the pilot. I've not. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh my god, the show's fucking amazing. This show is a whodunit mixed with a dark comedy about like Gen Xers or Gen Yers uh-huh. and or Millennials. Or millennials, whatever. Uh and oh my god, like the characters are amazing. I the here's the thing. Okay, so let me let me set it up a little bit. The show is about a girl named Dory. She's got freckles, uh, curly brown hair. Played by Aaliyah Shawcat. Right. Never a girl who always got a lot of attention, but, you know, cute, you know, always did kind of well, but but not somebody who ever was the focus of any attention ever. So she's sort of on the sidelines. She's got a boyfriend named Drew, who's, uh, what their description of him is he's, he's been a little bit too spoon-fed his whole life. Um, he's tall, and he works, like, as an intern at some legal firm. Uh, so he's very just, like... Um, Unactuated, you know, he's just not. He he hasn't ever like you know really done anything amazing, and he he's kind of just below ever doing anything big and bold, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so um, he's the yeah. Anyway, so they have a, they have a really good like sex scene between the two of them, or sort of sex scene where they show just how like dead their sex life is, you know. 
Then there's their two friends, um, played, uh, one of them is Elliot Goss, uh, he's, he's a gay dude, and he is hilarious, he's like a manipulator in relationships, so the way that he manipulates this one boyfriend is so hilarious, uh, and he, like, like, he wins him back, and then, like, the, the, the boyfriend, like, tries to make him feel guilty, but, but Elliot's obviously in control, and it's just the funny interplay of the way they work together, oh, it's so hilarious, and then there's, uh, Portia, who is, like a, she's like a drama queen, beautiful blonde, um, always was the center of attention, and uh, she works on like one of those like these traditional police procedural cop shows in like a really corny way. So anyway, that's the setup. It's four friends, and uh, this girl who they all knew in college, very barely. Her name was Chantal. Goes missing, and all of a sudden Dory just just connects to this because she's like that girl is somebody that I overlooked and I feel like I've been overlooked my whole life so for whatever reason at this point in her life she's like 25 or whatever it just hits her like I need to help find this girl I'm just connected to this for some reason I need to find this girl and then basically what you have is a 10 episode uh, series uh, of 30 minute episodes so so you know I guess a total of you know five hours of just incredibly entertaining mix of like a dark comedy like girls but better or like um uh or like happy endings but a little a little bit more edgy um and mixed with a whodunit with with mystery and each episode is like like ron livingston plays a private detective in one episode which is freaking amazing um what's her name um uh rosie perez plays a girl who may or may not actually know something about the case in episode two uh, who's in, in the, he meets in the police station, but it, it's just there's this amazing cult that they meet, and it's like it, it, they introduce this whole like series of suspects, and then Dory keeps seeing Chantal around town. Maybe she's really seeing her, maybe she isn't. So is she alive? Is she dead? I mean, it's 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 just this show is so good. I can't explain to you how good it is. It's one of those things you just have to see. Like every, the writing is just sharp and witty and funny, and and so for me, somebody who loves comedies when I'm watching them. So like I'll be at Jordan's house and he'll put on Community, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I love this. But it isn't something that I pursue in my own time. I don't know why. I just don't. But this show has the whodunit aspect for guys like me. Yeah. So I have like this this thing to like sink my teeth into and love. But at the same time, there's these really funny, really shallow characters sort of finding themselves and being hilarious in the foreground for me to enjoy while we're getting the whodunit aspect. But anyway, I'm six episodes in. There's four more to go. It's on demand on TBS right now. TBS, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're doing things. TBS cool. is. They, you know, they obviously have Bob's Burgers. They have... Um, well, they, they do that reruns. Oh, do they? Okay. Because they know they were, they were advertising in between the show a lot of Bob's Burgers stuff, and they, they have a thing where they say we're the number one prime time on cable. I don't know how they're pulling that off. Or where I used that to comes watch from. a lot of TBS. That's where I watched Office and a bunch of other yeah. Show, like, reruns and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so there's that. There's Angie Tribeca, which I haven't checked out yet, but now I kind of want to. Um, and then there's uh, with Rashida Jones. And then there's... Um, a new show called Wrecked, another show called People of Earth. They're really trying to like step up their stable of like original half-hour comedy dramas. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really, really, really excited about what TBS is doing, but especially Search Party. And you can go on TBS.com and just binge it whenever you want. Nice. Yeah, they released uh, the whole thing in one week. Oh, cool. Well, they released it like two episodes a night throughout one week, and then they also had the whole thing already up for streaming. Cool. So. It's I'll accessible. Check it yeah, it, check it it's it's mad fun. It nice. is mad fun. It's a show. That, uh, yeah, I, I just can't say enough good things about it. So, Search cool. Party, top of the list for me right now. Cool. Who's right. next? 
Uh, I'll go. Uh, so this week was the big Arrowverse event for this year. The oh, crossover. yeah? So no, no, given that I write about all four of those shows, I watched it. <laughs> right. Uh, and it was fantastic. I mean, yeah? I, I, I loved it. Obviously, the Supergirl episode was not part of it so much as there was like a slight prequel scene at the end that actually was re-shown in the Flash episode. So, okay. I mean, it was about as connected. They were always up front with that at a production level, not at the advertising level where it was Heroes vs. Aliens, a four night event. But it was just it was just fun. I mean there was literally all, four nights of it. Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing that they, they did that. It uh it, it just it's hard to say because I I've I've written so much about it now. Um probably about two thousand twenty five hundred words across all those articles. Yeah. Um but it manages to do so much in such a little side, little amount of time because it's only you know two hours forty five minutes or not even that uh, two hours fifteen minutes worth sure. of great screen time. It's about a movie length, but it it's got a lot of uh, plate spinning from introducing all these characters who've never met to one another, bringing in Supergirl. Uh, the Arrow episode is also the hundredth episode of Arrow, so it's. I heard that was really good. Yeah, yeah it was a great episode. They're celebrating a hundred episodes of that series in a really clever way with how they set it up. Um, it finally called Barry Allen on his shit really hardcore for all Good. the Flashpoint shenanigans. Uh, to the point that finally, I was finally feeling bad for him. Which, God knows, I didn't know it was possible, but everyone was on him. It was just it was I just great. remember when we, you and I and Kelsey watched the Flash season 2 finale together. And we all just had this look of, of like, blank expression at the end of it. We're just like, why, Barry? Why? Why are you doing this? You yeah. go, have you learned I mean, nothing it, in the past? It's understandable years? the emotions, but yes, I understand the, fallout, the emotions. But like, it's more been for me. It's more been that he hasn't really been getting called on it as much as yeah, I yeah, felt yeah, he yeah. should have this season. Sure. And that, that, that's out the window. It's been nothing but that for like the past two weeks. Well, at least they're listening. This crossover and the Killer Frost episode. Yeah, yeah. It sounds to me like a direct like listening to the audience type of response to have it be that. Pronounced. Oh, I think that, I mean, that's one thing, like, really notice about, like, looking at the Arrowverse as a whole, um, like, and each show, you know, they all have their ups and downs, but I think they really do respond to fan reactions and criticism, you know, genuine criticism, not just, like, you know, Twitter comments and the stuff, sucks. but, like, you know, but, like, looking, you know, I mean, I saw it with Arrow, with, from the transition from season three to season four, like, I'm behind, but I'm almost done with season four. I've watched a few episodes of the season of Flash, but, like, um, just looking at Arrow, because season three was just so moody and brooding and really point like I mean, they just wanted to be Christopher Nolan Batman, and it just evolved into a giant soap opera on crack, basically. Which season? And that was season three. And then season four, they started more bringing back to the tone of the earlier seasons and making it a little more lighthearted, and, you know, I mean, he yes, he's still, you know, like, this Avenger kind of character, but it was not as brooding as it should be. Uh, like, uh, like, not excessively broody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so... As far how did as they the event, structure it? Explain uh, to me how they structured the event. Yeah. How do you mean? Well, how, you said they were sort of connected. Like, how are they... Like, no, 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 Supergirl was... Oh, okay. Supergirl was not really connected in that it was... I mean, Supergirl set on a different universe. Right. Um, Earth-38, which was revealed in uh, the crossover. So how, how does... How does Super, first of all, start with that. How did Supergirl tie in? Basically, like, throughout the episode... Again, it's it's basically the Supergirl mid-season finale more than it's anything else. Uh-huh. And throughout the episode, there are, like, some of Vibe's 
portals like show up briefly before okay. at the very end of the episode they like pop into her apartment. And she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Come help us." And that's that's the scene on Supergirl. It's basically just like. We need your help. And again, they re-air that during the Flash crossover. So Flash sets it up. An alien ship crashes in Central City. He realizes what's going on. Um, and oh, so, so her episode is barely tied in. But she's in their three episodes. Yes, because oh, okay. they go specifically to get help from another alien, as they put it. Um, uh, and so... So that's the first one with Supergirl? Yes. So that happens. Then yeah, Supergirl, Flash... Arrow, Arrow and Legends. So yeah, then, how does yeah. it? So then, so well, then Flash is just basically getting the team together, starting to train, um, and it's still very much a Flash episode. Like each episode kept its individual identity That's pretty cool. well. Um, That's how the Arrow Flash crossovers worked. They were still, I mean, it was. Um, but also, there was certain expectations of watching the whole yeah runs because there were plot lines from Legends that played out in Flash, and sure. plot lines from Flash that resolved in that Legends episode. So. And there's, I think it's fair to assume people might watch all parts of this crossover, even if they don't tend to watch the other yeah, all the shows, shows yeah, normally. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, which is a fair assumption. Which sure. is smart for the company, too. It makes a lot of sense. Um, basically, and so you get the big superhero fight at the end of that first episode due to brain control, which is a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, and then the Arrow episode... My favorite trope, of course. Well, it's mind control. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great fight. I mean, all the fights in this throughout the whole event are yeah, pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, the Dominators look fantastic. They've really gotten done a good job of, of minimalist CGI to make mm-hmm. things look really impressive. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the air, but anyway, so they, the Flash episode ends with all a bunch of anyone who's basically been a regular or recurring character on Arrow got abducted okay. by the Dominators, and okay. they got put in a paradise of their you know what would be their ideal reality. Oh, it's like the ultimate trap. Yes, but it also allows it to play out as like a celebration of Arrow and those characters and those storylines from the cool. past. And a lot of recurring, or a lot of past Arrow characters came back, whoever they could get that wasn't, like, had a scheduling conflict right. in some way or another. Cool. Um, so it's it served really well as the 100th episode of Arrow, while also having a outside-of-the-ship oh, plot line that built on them trying to find all of the kidnapped characters. Clever! And then the final episode, which was on Legends, involved some time travel, involved a big fight against all the aliens. And fixing the problem. Yeah. And so just each wow. night was fantastic for whatever it that's, wanted to be or was. That's that's really impressive, is that you got the mid-season finale from uh, Supergirl on the first night, plus a little feed into the to the thing. You got um, uh, the Flash, you got like the setup building the team thing, but it was still a Flash episode, you said. Yeah, I mean, like the big thing that comes out is, is Flashpoint. Like, everyone's distrustful of Barry for most of that episode. Okay, got it. Um, Arrow is the celebration it needs to be, so very different... But then, all, how much would you say was the celebration? How much was like the other stuff? It was more the celebration. Like again, the, wow. the plot on Earth is more about finding them, and so it's a lot of again the cast crossover and all that. But it was much. It was the least dominator focused part of it. Just but but I think that was fair and it worked well. And then the fourth one, you get the like the denouement, and it all comes together on a, on a on a pretty was it a pretty typical feeling Legends episode plus the characters. Yes, I mean, again, a lot of the cast was there and some of those storylines were playing out and there was time travel involved. Uh, Legends is a little more amorphous on what and who it's about anyway. Okay. So, yeah. It's so what like is a Legends episode would, yeah. could have been any, yeah. Uh, well, it involves time traveling and them fighting some weird threat, so it, it fit in in that aspect. Um, and again, there's already a lot of characters on Legends that need servicing on a regular basis. Right, right. Even though they got rid of the Hawks and shit, there's still tons of hungry mouths to feed with lines. But uh, there was tons of great references. 
Um, the, the place where they train was modeled to look like the Hall of Justice from Super Friends. Wow, nice. uh, there was a meta reference to Brandon Ruth being Superman. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. It set up it, it set up a way for Supergirl to be able to jump universes way easier come the uh, end of it. Because uh, there is a Flash crossover already scheduled between the two for later this season. Is Josh still looking at directing that? Because I remember... Oh, I don't know. Okay, yeah. There was that rumor. I love how his name has just become Joss. Joss, yeah. I even heard them. I think we... I I was joking with you about that. When they were introducing Joss Whedon up on stage, it was um, Jeff Loeb, and he was just like, a man that needs only one name. Joss! And he comes out. How many other people do you know named Joss? No, that's how you... I knew exactly what you were talking about. Communication accomplished. You know, it's just... It's sure. funny that he's, he's oh it is yeah, yeah. Um, sure. but no the Arrowverse event was great uh, it set up things there are That's plans cool. for new ones again there's the musical crossover coming up between Flash and Supergirl it's just a fun time so when I hear this stuff what it, what really struck me with everything you were just saying is how well Berlanti and crew realize that these are comic book TV shows not only in that the characters are from comic books but they do all of the meta things the comic books do. Yeah. They have meta references. They do crossovers like crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, they they just all the things you're mentioning in there are things that comics do. Oh, oh yeah. It's and just it, it, I mean I realize that's not, I'm late to the party with that idea, but it's interesting. It does a lot of great stuff. I tweeted out that it was it it's easily the best live action DC project of the year, and I don't think that's hard to be. No, not exactly. But but it, it but just still, it was yeah. so delightful and entertaining. Sounds like and, somebody hasn't seen the extended edition of Suicide Squad yet. So I enjoyed, ah. <laughs> I enjoyed the Arrowverse Invasion event, and I'm excited to see what they do next. Nice. Kevin? Cool. Yeah, so I'm, watching some, I'm behind on Arrowverse, but watched some of Flash this season, but yeah, we just talked about that. Um, I've still been watching Speechless a lot. I can't really recommend that. It's amazing how... Are you caught up? Like, yeah. It's amazing how relatable it is each week. Just like, um, yeah, I've talked about this before. It's um, the... One main character is JJ is um, physically disabled, high school. He's like sixteen. Um, he's mute and in a power wheelchair, and it's just the first like like big piece of media like this that I can think of that doesn't treat disability like a tragedy. It's like it's very much just like um, fits into all the category of all these family sitcoms, and it's fun. It's engaging. I love the characters, <laughs> like. It's exaggerated, but in a really fun way. And this episode, this week, really, like, it was, um, there was fun, it was funny, but the way they provided a really touching moment at the end felt so natural and not cheesy, because basically he's, like, um, he has a crush on this girl, and it doesn't quite work out, and it's, the way it's handled in the last five minutes is so, just feels so real, because he has a conversation with his younger brother, who's also who's really quirky. That's the thing. JJ is more the kind of like cool, easygoing guy, and then his younger brother is the awkward middle schooler. And the interplay between them in this episode was just really stellar. I thought. Um, so I just love that. I mean, my mom and I watch it every week. I just have so much fun with it. It's like you know, um, it's relatable. It's really strong characters. Um, it's just a fun sitcom that you know, has its nice drama moments as well. Wow. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. I've been it. watching it. I'm not as caught up as I'd like to be, yeah, but yeah. I could say that about a lot of shows that sure. I don't review. Well, yeah, uh, you review, like, how many do you review right now? Seven? Six? Yeah. Six shows so yeah, yeah. in different capacities? Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm hoping to catch up over the break sure. of TV that is about to really hit, which will also be kind of sad. I, I like all the shit. I like that there are like five superhero shows a week that I get to watch. Um, but uh, no, since or not senseless, speechless, speechless yeah, 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 is uh, yeah. there's a weird crossover. The, that would be hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, speechless has been really fun from the episodes I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it works at what it needs to. So sure. I enjoyed that. Awesome. Rich? Um, let me just check my list here, because I know there was something else that I wanted to talk about. Um, so I think I'm going to call an audible and say let's talk about um, the big one that we've been watching okay. in our best yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, but it, that is to say that I'm fully caught up on Westworld. Yeah. Uh, so are you. Yeah. Uh, I think you're on episode three. You finished? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm finished with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, so so that's where we all are in Westworld, and, and I, I know that, it's, as a quick spoiler, it does make my list yeah. in, uh, in science fiction, Same amazingly, with only nine episodes in. Same for me. Um, it's that triumphant, in my opinion. Um, so we, You're on that hype train a little. I'm telling I, you, but I, I'm telling you why. I'll, I'll explain why later. Um, but, do you want to like? Do you want to talk about that more when we get to our favorite list? Yeah. We're talking about it now. Yeah, okay. when we get okay. to our favorite list. All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I mean, uh, yeah, that's a big, that's a big one. Um, Who's your favorite character? Uh, do you have one? Uh, it's hard to say. I, the, the, yeah, there's yeah. there's three that are that are the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna just say one that um, may also get a mention of some sort during uh, science fiction. But I have recently started up uh, since we had an episode about TV uh, watching Doctor Who, and I actually wrote about this a little bit in Rich's Week in Geek two weeks ago. Um, but Doctor Who is a show that I have struggled. I never talk about this on here, right? Not that I aware of. I've ne- I have been struggling to try to get into Doctor Who forever. Love Sherlock, so obviously you know there's uh-huh. a lot of crossover there. Love British anything, but I, ne- I one thing I don't really like is British comedy generally. Uh-huh. It's just not my favorite thing. Some of it's pretty funny, but most of it just like like Monty Python, not my thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, just personally. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I love everything else British. Doctor Who is one of those things that people like Jordan and a lot of other friends that I have just rave about Doctor uh-huh. Who. They love it. They just it's like they, there's no there's not even a thought about not watching Doctor Who. Of course they're going to watch Doctor. You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things. You go to conventions everywhere and there's Doctor Who everywhere. One out of 25 or one out of 50 cosplayers are always cosplaying one of the doctors. Like yeah. it's an easy costume first of all, sure. but also it's just like who wouldn't want to be the freaking doctor? He's awesome. Um, so I've tried to get into it and tried to get into it and tried to get into it with that same freaking first episode, Rose, um, about these mannequins that come to life and look super campy and, you know, the science fi- – the the special effects are super shitty and it's just an all-around – Now you can at least say they are 11 years old at right, this point. right. But, you know, it's also not the highest budget show. It never has been. I think it's gotten a lot better recently is my understanding. But even still, like it doesn't have the budget of – you know, a blockbuster movie or even, you know, the highest budgeted TV shows here. So, you know, it, it's always going to be a little bit lower budget, a little bit, you know, campier. But also a lot of that's by design. That's how the show's always been as a campy show. But for me, that was really hard to get past. I really tried to say, like, because that show tries to blend campiness and science fiction with, like, a lot of heart and, like, drama and real emotion. And to me, those two were not blending in the, initially. But uh-huh. Doctor Who is one of those things that you got to give it four or five episodes. Uh-huh. And what I did was I just, like, kept myself distracted and did something else while I was watching the first couple episodes, and all of a sudden I was completely drawn into the world. Okay. And that show is just, it's it becomes riveting. Uh, that you love the characters. By about five episodes in, you will love the Doctor, and you will love his companion. Or at least feel like you know them intimately if you don't love them. Uh-huh. 
Um, it's so where just, are you now? So now I'm in season three, okay. um, episode six. Okay. So he's on his second companion, and it's the second Doctor. Uh-huh. Um, so it's David Tennant's second season. Yeah. Um, the show is just... It's just a great show. It's really, really fun. The science fiction of it is really, really fun. I love the future episodes. I love the past episodes. It's just it's just a great show. I don't know. Sure. You, you love Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> you call me mid-yawn. Sorry, not because you're boring, just because yeah. I, I yawn. Uh, <laughs> what is it about Doctor Who, man, that, that, that has always intrigued you? I don't know. I, I wouldn't say always. Uh, I had a, a friend of the show, Adam, who God knows it's been a dog's age since he was on. But uh, Still a friend. Still a friend. Uh, you know, he got me into it. He was a big fan of it. Uh, I think from his dad, who would maybe watched the old series. Mm-hmm. I forget the specifics. But sure. he watched it. Then when we moved in together at the start of college, he kind of got me into it. And I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I kind of binged through the majority of David Tennant and Christopher Eccleston in a couple weeks. I was watching just kind of constantly. Yeah, uh, That kind of show. Yeah, college was a time when you could do that. Mm-hmm. Just watch TV a lot. Um, outside of my rigorous studies, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's just really fun. And since then, I've kept up through Matt Smith on to Peter Capaldi. Uh, I get to review it as well for TV Equals now, which is really fun. Uh, and now it takes huge breaks, so it's much easier to catch up if you do fall behind. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a fun show. It changes itself so frequently mm-hmm. that... You can get new showrunners, new tones, new uh, interactions. Companions. Um, main stars. I mean, arguably, you know, it's not the show... Arguably, at this point, it's not the show it was four years ago, and that show wasn't the show it was when it relaunched, and that show certainly wasn't the show it was. So you can find an era or a doctor or a specific episode that you really like. It, it can be so many different things. Um, and then it can still turn out series best work. I mean, this past season from last year, the uh, season nine was... One of the best it's ever produced in the revival. So, you know, it can still be good because it can be so mutable and it doesn't... It has certain ruts and tropes, obviously, that, you know, you're going to fall into. You're going to get a lot of episodes of the Doctor climb into some tall thing to turn out a light. Or you're going to get a lot of Daleks, whether you like them or not. A lot of Daleks and Cybermen. Um, but, you know, it's it's a fun show. So yeah. I've always enjoyed it, just for that. Also, it's really fun when you first get into it. Like, when you first hit that, that, that you know, creep up, up on the precipice of... Of liking it mm-hmm. and really getting into it, you start like you it, it 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 all of a sudden expands into this huge expanded universe of all the characters and all the spinoff shows and all the history and all the best episodes of Doctor Who throughout history lists. Sure. And in my case, because I heard about them from this guy over here, uh, the Big Finish audiobooks mm-hmm. or audio dramas, because I have always loved audio dramas, but they're very rare. There's very few of them to listen to. I love them, and so an audio drama, obviously, for people that don't know, is it's not just that they're reading a book like an audiobook, but there's also sound effects, multiple actors yeah. acting it out. So, you know, it's like take audiobooks to the next level, and then it, it allows you to, like, experience Doctor stories that maybe were too big to ever put on the screen or just weren't ever on the screen for whatever reason. So you get some that are not as good as maybe an episode and some that are better than the best episodes. I mean, they're really amazing. And Paul McGann obviously only made a TV movie. He was the eighth Doctor. Um, but he also does these audio dramas and tons of them and they're phenomenal so anyway i've been really admired in doctor who and really enjoying that nice all right uh last thing i really have i mean i've watched a few small things just because i i'm i'm working a lot right now i think i've mentioned that before so i don't have as much time to just watch tv again outside of what i review um and i talked about the arrowverse which is four of the shows i write about Mm -hmm. um 
But uh, the other thing I've really been watching a lot of this season, pretty religiously, is uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially cool. in these in these interesting, turbulent times uh, politically, is it's had a lot to say. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, needless to say, it's it's a it's a worrying time in American culture for for a lot of people, uh, myself included. Right. Um, and so. You know, obviously, entertainment can't do everything to fix that, and it is a matter of staying vigilant and keeping up. But SNL is one of many shows um, that are doing the best it can. Uh, maybe not the the best, because it is a comedy show first and foremost, yeah. so you get a lot of the ridiculous sketches. Uh, just last night's episode had this <laughs> ridiculous um, learning math while falling asleep to these like posters that came alive. Weird. Um, and yeah. there was like, a bunch of intelligent people, and then one that was like, one of those teenage sex posters that they hang up of like a girl with a hot dog. Uh-huh. And she just kept it was Emma Stone and she was like playing oh. this really vapid like model. It was uh-huh. it was insane but also weirdly funny. So it still good. has moments like that. But then you get episodes like the Dave Chappelle hosted episode. That was that, yeah, that was using my thing. That was excellent. The the it, Walking Dead sketch there. Yeah, I mean it, regardless it, of it being, you know, his return after what feels like forever. Right, right. Know, he's basically been in self imposed exile retirement because he could afford to and do what he wants, basically. But he... He had a, he had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Um, so he, he, you know, after after feeling like he wasn't in his control of his show as he'd like to be, and, you know, he went away for a while, but he came back, and they if they didn't give him full... Like, th- this was not an episode of SNL in as much as it was an episode of oh, yeah. Dave Chappelle oh, doing yeah. what he wanted. It was the yeah, Dave was, Chappelle show hour and a half, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. outside of Weekend Update, which I think was still mostly Shay and Jost writing it... yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it was Chappelle's show, and like every sketch landed, every every yeah. possible joke. Yeah. It was just he they, had eleven character. minute monologue. I watched it with my caregiver, and yeah, he just like, "Oh, you guys know Randy?" Oh, and yeah, he just like was in tears laughing. That yeah, awesome. um, and the show needs to get sharper. It needs to focus it, and sure. and that's great. It's I'm glad that it's in because again, SNL's been going over forty years now, so it has ups and downs. Oh, Any yeah. show that I mean, Doctor Who has ups and downs. Right. It's been going over fifty. Uh, Star Trek does. Same thing. You know, anything yep. that goes long enough, you're going to have highs and lows. And it, it'd be great to see it going into a high. Uh, Kate McKinnon's one of the best She's performers genius. they've yeah. ever had. Uh-huh. Um, and she continues to do great work uh, in whatever roles they give her. Uh, so it's been great there. And, you know, SNL has its issues, but it's still an important TV show. It's produced some of the best people. Like, Seth Meyers has gone on to be a fantastic late, late toast. Um, I mean, Jimmy Fallon? And Jimmy Fallon, too. I, I prefer Seth Meyers. That's, yeah, all. that's I, why I went I'm right all, to him. I'm all about some Fallon. But um, yeah. He's had some of the most... Like, again, if you're going for political humor, it's a great time for that, too. Cause, mm-hmm. um, or, or even critique. Seth Meyers is great. Sure. John Oliver. Uh, Samantha Bee. So that's, Blair, I've watched yeah. a lot of that, although there are a lot of them are on hiatus right now. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, going back to SNL, it's just really good lately. I mean, you're still going to get hosts that aren't as qualified, sure. um, and who don't blend with the cast. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch did an okay job. Yeah, yeah. But, but then Lin-Manuel was... Yeah, awesome. then you get Lin-Manuel Miranda, you get Dave yeah, Chappelle, yeah. you get Emma Stone. Um, who didn't blend well with the cast? I didn't. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, okay. Um, which happened. I mean, anytime a more dramatic actor... I thought it was comes, funny. There wasn't. There was some good parts. No, I'm not saying it was terrible, but, you know, he wasn't top-tier. Anytime a dramatic actor comes to SNL, it... Sometimes it works out great. A lot of times it's... Weird. It's like when Jeremy Renner comes or when uh, Daniel Craig hosted. Yeah, you get yeah, yeah. actors who just aren't comedic. 
right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, overall, I think this has been a stronger season for the show, and I'm uh, really interested in what it does next. Sure. So, cool, cool. You have anything else, Kevin? Um, that's actually yeah, because I was going to talk about SNL, so really enjoying it. That works and up. Westworld. I mean, yeah, yeah. So we'll be talking about that in our favorites. Word, but yeah, awesome. Uh, well, on that note, uh, let's let's dive right in. Um, we'll have a. A quick, uh, quick break. Uh, three, two, one, breaks over. <laughs> um, and now it's time to talk about uh, best science fiction shows. This is a, this is lofty. This is big. Uh, science fiction on television is humongous, and you know it's even become more prevalent. Well, it was always prevalent in film, also. I mean, it's uh, there aren't any in the fridge. Um, there aren't any. This is warm too. Oh, okay. There's even a warm one. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's a little Coke fridge. Yeah, we have a Coke fridge <laughs> here. Yeah, 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 just fridge. so you have some context, that might sound a little. Maybe weird. we should like put some in the fridge. It's uh, Coca-Cola yeah, yeah, too. Not to not that anyone would doubt yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, cocaine fridge. I never heard of that. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but anyway, anyway, um, so we're gonna be talking about a big topic, and that is science fiction TV shows. Definitely something. Definitely some of my favorite TV shows are science fiction TV shows. In fact, a lot of my favorite TV shows are. Um, are you guys into science fiction on television? <laughs> it's no, even a funny question. Know, all, it's no, even a stupid no. question. I've, I've never given it much thought. You I know. like I like my grounded, you know, family, you know, parenthood, police and this procedurals. Is us. Right. I want that on right. the screen. You know, wholesome. Right. Yeah. Well, the, fring- the fringiest I go is Gilmore Girls. What can I say? <laughs> no, not that there's anything wrong with those shows, but yes, yeah. so obviously we all love science fiction okay. in any medium. Um. And television, yeah. yeah. I just got done with Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Director's Cut, and man, that game's phenomenal. That's a science fiction, cyberpunk video game. Freaking amazing. So yeah, all genres, man. Um, but yeah, science... All mediums, not genres. Science fiction's been around forever. It's, uh, especially in television, going back to like things like Superman and Batman had serials in Doctor the back day. Old Doctor Who, Star mm-hmm. Trek, uh, Shows Bob like Rogers. War of the Worlds, Lost in Space, War, War of the Worlds with uh, um, what's his, the uh, the audio drama done by um, what's the guy's name who did Orson Welles. Orson Welles, right? I mean, the that... Flash Gordon serials from right. the thirties, yeah. right? Yeah. People have always been fascinated with it. I think there's really, I mean, there's a couple different ways you can go with it. There's the more fantasy oriented ones mm-hmm. like the Flash Gordon, right? Uh, there's the more um, uh, what do you call it, um, speculative science yeah. fiction, mm-hmm. where you it's really more about like what the future might hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a lot of shades in between of those two. Sure. It's really interesting. Yeah, Space opera. Plenty of anthology series are starting to develop around sci-fi and mm-hmm. you know related genres like horror and uh, mm-hmm. fantasy. Uh, I tried for me. This was you know I tried to look at specifically science fiction, which it's it's tricky. A lot of these things intermingle. Mm-hmm. Um, like superhero shows. Superhero shows are basically yeah. science fiction. They're of course they're science fiction um, because you know the Flash is about. Meta humans with superpowers, and and a, and a, and they you know very very sci fi though because it's you know a hadron collider or whatever right that yeah the particle accelerator yeah and then agents of shield they have a whole bunch of future tech and so it's like you can get sci fi is in a lot of genres now regardless of whatever it might be primarily a comedy mm-hmm. or a drama or a horror you can get all of this genre blending so I did, and not to say I went purely like no it's got to be strictly sci fi drama but. We could do a whole episode on superhero television. I'm sure we probably will. will. Yeah, but for me, I was trying to go things that when I think sci-fi, these are the ones that jump out as sci-fi first in some way or another. Um, and yeah, I love sci-fi on television. How how could it's it's getting to go to another world is the whole point of escapist fiction, and even the more dystopian sci-fi that is out there is still escapism in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Right. So sure. yeah. 
Cool. Uh, well, let's uh, let's say Jordan, you did the intro. Why don't you uh, Why don't you talk about your first pick? All right. <laughs> I got such a weird one for my first. pick. Good. Perfect. Uh, so, Set it off on a weird note. When I was trying to think of this, it was actually you know this wasn't the easiest list to uh, put together. Not because I don't watch a lot, or not even because there were a lot of contenders. It was like there's so many sci-fi. I watch so much sci-fi that it's harder for things to stand out. And so I had so many shows on my short list where I was like, yeah, I remember liking that and watching that, but is it top three? And like also it... shows like like Dark Matter. Could that be top three? I don't know, you know? Yeah, it's it's things where it's like, well, there are shows that are still going, so who knows how well they're going to end out. And so much of sci-fi is self-contained. Like a, lo- a good thing to say about sci-fi shows is they tend to have beginnings and endings pretty well. Um, you know, Things like Ascension is a great example. That was just a, a, a short sort of uh, miniseries. But it's an example of something with like a beginning and an end. Yeah, and so I was thinking of shows I've watched and that I've enjoyed. But it's like, what what do I love the most? Because I had shows that didn't make my list or my honorable mentions, like Fringe or Lost, that are or The Hundred, that are all fantastic. Sci-fi I'm surprised Hundred didn't make it. Yeah, I, it's a weird list because I was thinking, what do I love? What are the shows that have stuck with me that I've stuck with? And so it ended up coming down to shows that are fairly long running. That have either ended for a while or are well past. Because the thing with television is, if shows go long enough, it's it can be harder to stay interested. You can fall mm-hmm. out of things really easily. Just look um, at Moonlighting, right? <laughs> Not that any of us watch that. Um, for me, my number three, uh, it went back and forth with an honorable mention. But both are kind of similar. Uh, so one of my honorable mentions, I'll go ahead and mention it. Sure. Because they tie in. Sure. Uh, this first one's a comedy. Um and so my honorable Wait a mention, second, comedy? This is a sci-fi list, Jordan. <laughs> well, the one that, that didn't quite make the hey, list... you picked Bill and Ted as is your favorite sci-fi movie, right? Or one of we, yours? We did sci-fi films. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. We picked yeah. that as number one. No, it wasn't it was number one. It, it, was, was it was up there, though. Yeah. Yeah. That list could change, though. If you ask me to make it fresh now, uh, yeah. who knows? Uh, but so honorable mention-wise, I had Futurama, which... Okay, yeah. Is so, you know, clearly sci-fi yeah. and deals with a lot of it. Actually, you know, puts a lot of work into making it science and math as mm-hmm. legitimate as possible. Um, it's a very prescient show. Yeah. Uh, but the one that beat it out was also comedy and is a show I've been watching now for seven, eight years. Uh, and, you know, every year I'm excited for it. And it, it, it started out really silly, admittedly, but it has gotten bigger, more complicated plots that I'm so invested in. Uh, so my number three was Red versus Blue. Oh, uh, wow. That is a weird pick. It, yeah, I'm not denying it. Considering it's, like, it's not really, I mean, the studio didn't make it, you know? I mean, they're a studio in as much as they are okay. definitely, I mean, they have so many shows now, they're just an internet studio. Sure. And that's the shifting signs of the times, yeah. that that is such a legitimate thing now. Uh, YouTubers are careers. It's funny you say that, because my number three pick is PewDiePie. <laughs> he plays a lot of sci-fi games. He does, know? dude. He does, like yeah. uh, like uh, Goat Simulator. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Um, Love some PewDie. So, but I don't know. <laughs> Dude, PewDiePie is now saying when he gets to like 50 million, he's going to delete his channel. Yeah, right. I mean, he could. He's rich as hell. All he would have to do is just start it again, and they don't just come back. Yeah, Everybody could, worships that dude. He They're could like, retire, though. I mean, he is, I he is the richest. He is the most successful YouTuber in the world. Uh, anyway. He's this crazy dude. You ever seen him? He's like, ah! Oh my god, I just died! And people love it. Oh my god, that goat! <laughs> that goat just went through that glass. <laughs> people like and people it love it. Yeah, he's what is he Swedish? Uh, yeah, Danish. I'm PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, anyway. Guy's ridiculous. But Red vs. Blue is a series, you know, it's a machinima, which is, it uses a, a video game engine to make a TV show. Uh, mm-hmm. And it started, it's a Red vs. it's based on Halo. It started with the original Halo 1, the multiplayer. They started just having, because everyone's masked, you don't have to do lip work. It's it's just them, like, Kinda moving smart, around. Right. Um, and they, they give voiceover, but... A lot of effort goes into it because they, they stage a lot of scenes, and that show has only grown more complex. CG work is now pretty regularly integrated. Um, the plots have gotten big. There's a whole huge backstory, a universe of characters. They've done four complete sagas, and they just had a 14th season that was an anthology series where they got a bunch of other famous creators to come in and tell like, short stories of different types. They had one that was animated with uh, Mega Blo- Halo Megablocks. Wow. They had one that was made by the team that does Ruby, which is another one of their series. Um, Spelled R-W-B-Y if you're looking for it. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Red vs. Blue, it's a show I've rewatched a lot. It's a show I'm always excited about. Um, I need to get the 14th season Blu-ray. I can't believe that that beat Futurama. It, it was tough, but I was trying to think... Uh, again, this kind of comes back to that question of consistency and excitement, and I'm still jazzed on Red vs. Blue. I'm still jazzed on Futurama. It was close. Yeah. But in terms of which one felt more sci-fi, Red vs. Blue tends to get more epic and more narrative and dramatic at times. So it actually has a lot more depth as it's gone on through its history, and uh, I'm excited Personally, to see... Personally, I'm into the Forerunner uh, trilogy, but I don't know. I also like the... What's the other one? There's the project. There's there's the Blood Gulch Chronicles. Oh, the Blood Gulch Chronicles. The, Re- the Recollection. Oh, okay. Project Freelancer. The Chorus Trilogy, and now the Anthology Season was the most recent. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Right. So I am, I am digging the Anthology Season. I gotta say. But Red vs. Blue, really enjoy it. And you know, again, there are a lot of shows that are arguably more sci-fi or or more. I don't know. Again, like I said, shows like Lost and Fringe are on there. But like, how much do I love them and get obsessed with them? Because I think with sci-fi. They tend to have more complex worlds and a lot of theories you can make and mm-hmm. and weird, crazy out there concepts like time travel and uh, clones and all that. And it's like how for me it was a list of how in depth and excited do I get about these universes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one took it for me. Word, cool. Kevin. Okay, so my and first also one. talk about no talk about your, your your methodology and then your first one. Okay, so I like for me bringing it down, so when we did the sci fi movies list. That one I like I it, it was harder to make the list because I've seen so many and revisited a lot and that's so narrowing it down is harder. With TV, I'm I don't rewatch a lot of shows a ton of times and revisit in time light because I it's well, they're so a lot longer. A they're longer and it's so much of a commitment and so um, I was trying to narrow it down to okay what are the ones that like Jordan said really stuck with me and that um, you know I would definitely revisit. If I haven't already. Um, and so, like, I had my honorable mentions and narrowed it down to the top three. Um, my first one, I feel a little weird putting this one because I love the first season so much. I think it's absolutely perfection. And then after that, I don't, I try not to, I like, think I have a clue as to what yeah, it might be. Yeah, I mean, um, and then, and, um, so, well, okay, I'll go on. So, Heroes is my, th- my number three. Nice. Like, um, and because. That first season is supposedly great. Oh, the first season is phenomenal. And. You know, if we're narrowing it down to, like, favorite superhero show of all time, it would be the Justice League animated series. I have the entire box set over there. I rewatch that a lot. Um, but in terms of looking at one that's m- a little more science fiction um, and grounded, it would be uh, Heroes. Not to say, I mean, Justice League is great, but it, I mean, it's an encapsulation of the DC Universe, so it's fantasy as a superhero, all that. 
heroes, especially that first season, feels like a genuine science fiction exploration of like what superheroes would look like in the real world. Um, and this again was back most, before superheroes were ever. Ba- oh yeah, well before like the massive renaissance and everything. Two thousand five. Um, yeah, yeah, and so. But it did such a good job with the characters. It had a great villain. I've said, too, on our villains, one, that Siler is one of my favorite villains. Um, it was just so well-structured. And, um, yeah, it's basically, like, the best version, live-action version of the X, of an X-Men-esque series you'll ever see, really, for me, at least. I don't know. Jordan, you're kind of... What? what? Okay, that's... I don't know. Again, like, like here... It, uh... Your criteria, your criteria. It's just like the first season of Heroes is great. Yeah, yeah. It's just God, that show goes off the rails so hard. Oh, I know it does, and I mean there are a lot of factors that go into that because the writer strike was around there, and that's the thing. Tim Cran had a, re- a whole outline for season two for a 22, 23 episode um, season, and then the writer strike happened, and then right. it got cut in, in half, and then they just really never recovered from that. Um, no, with, not at all. And so it's unfortunate because, but. Um, regardless, though, that first season has a great arc to it in that uh, so it they can, face off with Silar. Well, well, hold on. Don't, don't tell me what cars. happens, because I'm going to watch it. Okay, I have it at home. But is does it feel like a complete... Can you watch yeah, this no, first season get, and enjoy just that? I kind of... I what are you, I kind of tell people who want to get it just to do that. I mean, they is can it enough? go on it. I think it is. Personally. It teases a lot. I mean, you're going to be left with questions. You're going to go have questions, but it has a conclusion. Do those questions get answered ever? Yes, in shitty ways, or yes, in no. shitty ways. Yeah, yeah that's about kind of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like the thing with the thing is, I don't feel like I, I I've seen those things, and obviously because they've talked about what their alternate plans were, sure, sure. barring the writer strike. But I mean, season two wasn't good to begin with. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's hard to say they would have pulled it. Yeah. Up. Now that said, the things they had planned, like with the actual apocalypse happening, was like their original plan for season two was instead of them saving the world, it was going to actually get screwed up. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would have been more interesting. It probably yeah. would have. Yeah. But it was also a pretty rough season in general. So. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, no. And, so, and then it went to a third season, which was even worse, oh, right? Yeah, no. Season two was super invested in... The, I, I find them to be... They're bad for different reasons, right? Okay. Because season two of Heroes was like, ah, here's all the things people liked about season one of Heroes. Let's just do them again and, like, erase all the character development. Yeah. And, like, see, oh, here's these characters going through those same struggles. And it's like, well, we saw this already. And yeah. here's a bunch of new characters nobody cares about going through similar struggles. Season so, 3 was such a Was shift. it enough to make it right. shitty, though? Too? It made it extremely dull. Like, I watched all of season... Season 3 is where I dropped because by season That's 3 it just became the dumbest just action show. So what happened yeah. in season 3? I mean, not, not specific characters, but mm-hmm. what was the overall problem with season 3? It was it just was a dumb action place. show. Yeah. It, yeah. it really the stopped having much. There, there weren't questions. Yeah. It was basically like, like they would have reveals in episodes that would be immediately undone in those same episodes of like, yeah. ah, his father is evil, but also in his own brain. But no, he hasn't. He's been controlling him, and yeah, he's his father just, the whole time. And that's not exactly right, but it's not far off. Everything that's grounded about everything that's grounded about season one, and that I love just kind of gets thwarted after that. So that's why I thought this was an odd pick, because, you know, like, I love the first season. I that's think, fine. But that's then fair. I kind of like... That's fair. Lots of that. shows only get one season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you have one brilliant season of television, like, yeah. yes, it, it does taint it that there were further bad seasons, but it doesn't negate the quality of No, I don't think one. Not at all. No, um, season four I've always heard righted the ship somewhat. Did it? But There's a season four? Yeah, well, there's technically five, five seasons. Well, now. I mean, the newest one, yeah, but I want... Which, which there are four seasons of the original. And, and was the fourth season 
You saw it. I'm I sure. haven't. No, oh. no, that's no. The thing. Yeah, season three is a wall of terror. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to yeah. get past. Oh my god! There's it like really a, they introduce really cool that. characters and then immediately kill them. Like there's one dude who can generate black holes, and then at the end of the episode, he's introduced it. Maybe the second episode, yeah. he black holes himself to death. Jeez, yeah. man. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, also, Mohinder turns into a spider demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. All right. Yeah. But all watch right. the first season. All right, I will. I have it. Yeah. Um, are we doing honorable mentions? Here? Are we saving those? I threw. The, I threw you mine can throw in one in if you I'll want. Throw, if you want to throw one in each time, I I'll throw three. one other honorable mention because kind of on a similar similar. But I liked. But on this one, I liked three seasons of like uh, um that's Falling Skies, which I really enjoyed. Oh for, yeah, is that a good for, show? I loved it for like three seasons. Right. It, they had three showrunners in total. They had the creator Robert Rodat and then um, Remy Abushan. Those yeah. two were great, and that yeah. transition was um, pretty seamless. And so I really enjoy the first three seasons. It's a nice dystopian alien. Does it have like mysteries and then answers? Yeah, too? yeah. Okay, and I like. I mean, um, good. the problem is then Remy Abushan left after season three. Um, not any nothing like. Nothing hostile, but... No, he wanted to... Uh, he was just... He's a little older. He wanted to write some novels and stuff, so okay. he, he was just getting kind of stressed out with TV uh, okay. um, schedule. And then the showrunner, they I don't know why they didn't just, like, bump up some of the writers on like there. Like they often do yeah. nowadays. But they brought in some guy... I think he was from Battlestar Galactica or something. I don't right. know, but, like... He came in for season four, and it just ruined it. Like it I became a different it on, show. It became a totally different show because before that, it was a human-driven alien invasion, sort of like Armageddon dystopian story that was just um, really focused on um, this guy and his three sons, and um, and uh, it was all the human struggles there. And then when season four, they just threw in all these concepts that really that really didn't make any sense they weren't um, intriguing they weren't intriguing no they were just it was too much at one time there was like an alien human hybrid that had that huh. was like real. it seemed like an avatar kind of powers okay and then there was this like school where like this sort of nazi school where okay um yeah it just it sounds it unnecessary just, no it was a mess how and many so, seasons total five um oh, well, did you finish it no because i couldn't because season four was just like really it. yeah Okay. Which is unfortunate, but um, but I really enjoy those first three. I think the writing is really solid. It's fun action. Does it have any kind of um, conclusiveness, or does it... No. What, what do you mean? Like well, Again, I'm asking, oh, God, can I, like... I watch those three and enjoy them and then end? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it'll, it'll leave you with questions, but... I mean, it's not... They're not that long, so if you get really... And you just want to find out the answers and you want to see how it ends, you don't have to... Be, I mean, it's only two seasons. Yeah, yeah. So, Aren't they so. like ten episodes a season? Heroes, it's like... Yeah, they're only ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Heroes, it's like... One season, and then you still got you know twenty two episodes, uh, right? like seasons after that. You know, so um, I say you know if you get season three and you just want to finish, it's only twenty more episodes yeah. you gotta get through. Um, but cool. yeah, so I, I really I'm gonna check that out. out. I, yeah, yeah. I've always seen I love it. Noah Wiley too. Okay, so, yeah. So you're an ER guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, not in ER, but like I just <laughs> your I, librarians. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, like uh, I don't know. He just he carries the show really well. Okay. He's a, he's well, a solid enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. No, he's a, I he's a good fella. Yeah, solid. yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Let me bu- let me bust out my list here. Where is my uh, phone? Um, so I uh, my list is interesting uh, in that there's so many shows that could be on it. There's so okay. many shows that could be on this list, and there's so many shows that I like. Um, I'm gonna say that 
Uh, Doctor Who is an honorable mention for me. I'm in season three now. That show has the potential to be one of the best sci-fi shows of all time for me uh-huh. once I get further into it and experience more of what it has to offer. I mean, the show is just a masterpiece of mixing the campiness and then they can switch on a dime to emotion and actually pull it off. Like, I didn't think that was possible on a show. I really didn't. I didn't think it was possible to have ridiculous-looking Cybermen that look like tin cans and give a shit. You know what I mean? And you can really give a shit on that show. So that show's really impressive from that perspective. Um, so for my... You know, this is a show that I'm going to have to judge it differently than I would judge it all around. So it's like, for science fiction, it's like the best sci-fi show. It may not be my number one sci-fi show, but that doesn't mean it's not maybe one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but as a sci-fi show. So I'm going to have to give it to Lost okay. um, as my number three pick. Um, obviously, for, if you've listened to this show ever before, you'll know why I love this show. Um, when and, and it really, you'll know why he hates the show. You'll know why he hates the show too, right? <laughs> so if you look at the end of season one, when they look down into that hatch, and you're wondering what the hell is down there, and then the beginning of season two. So those two episodes right there encapsulate my passion for that show. The incredible intrigue that it created with the others and Ben Linus and 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 you know the doc and and you know Locke and just these characters that all had different theories on why they were there and all these cool sci-fi what was also cool about it is it was sci-fi but not in a high tech way but in almost like a lower tech like looking back to the past at these really cool science fiction elements like the fact that the island was there but it wasn't there and it was shifting and the smoke monster and all these cool elements now a lot of those didn't pay off in the end but as a minute to minute watching the show I was having an incredible time and all of that totally disregards the amazing character work see a lot of people say like well you would have enjoyed the ending of Lost more if you were watching it the way they intended you to watch it which is to watch it for the characters and the relationships and all the tech and the science fiction gobbledygook was just a MacGuffin you know to me that is not at all the case I liked them both equally and both were essential to my enjoyment of that show Mm. I absolutely had to see the Dharma Initiative and wonder what they were up to I absolutely had to know what was you know know, the wheel turning did Uh, I, I was dying to see what was in that hatch and I loved it when we got down there and it was like this 50s, 60s music playing and, and this like outdated yet sci-fi look down there the intrigue on that show was just amazing I mean the show is phenomenal in the end the last season was a complete mess uh, that made me almost turn on the show completely but I mean even the last couple seasons were a little messy you know but it, it's just so f- such a great show and I just enjoyed it so much It's it's hard to not have that on my best sci-fi shows list. So Lost uh, makes takes the number three spot for me. Uh, we, I think we've discussed Lost, if not on the air. We, we've talked yeah, about it a lot. Yeah, I like Lost a lot. It was like I said, it was on my my short list. Um, I didn't get into Lost right away. I think I came in around season three. Not mm-hmm. not like I just started watching it, but I caught up. Yeah, yeah. with the first two seasons, which uh, it's probably the better way to do it because season the end of season two and the beginning of season three tend to be the most. I think the draggiest part of that sure, show because sure. they were under mandate to just keep it going still with no end, end in date in sight. And um, supposedly the, the historic thing they always talk about is when Sawyer and Kate were in cages. At that point, they literally did not know where the show was going. They were just uh, like, "Where and then you get the famous Jack's tattoo episodes?" Uh, where the flashback was all about where did Jack get those tattoos that nobody cares about. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, Lost was a, was fantastic. It was one of the first shows I watched with my uh, 
not with her directly, but with my girlfriend, now fiancé, who was still just super into it, because from the beginning, and we talked, like, every week when the episode aired, before we went to bed, we would talk on the phone about it, and then, uh, you know, we finished it in college, and a friend Adam, like, everyone, everyone who liked sci-fi and was geeky tended to watch Lost, because it was the show of the 2000s for, for, for a while there, um... I really enjoyed the the whole arc overall. I had my down points too. Like I didn't care for season five that much, which is weird given it's the time travel heaviest season, and I love that. It usually. was messy, um, but I love season four, and I liked the ending. I, it worked for me. I'm one of the people. Uh, you know, it's it's one of the most divisive ends in mm-hmm. TV history, uh, right up there with shows like Battlestar Galactica and How I Met Your Mother. Weirdly enough, but you know, I I enjoyed it, and yeah, I think Lost deserves. Every bit of recognition, not just for what it was, uh, but for what it did for storytelling on right. television. I mean, it, it was um, a show that when it came on, like, they had no idea what they had on their hands. They had no idea what they'd unleashed. And it was really J.J. Abrams who came up with that concept. Now, he didn't do any of the stuff that really brought it to fruition and made it the amazing show that it is. That was uh, Lindelof and Q's. Uh-huh. Um, mostly Lindelof, and then Q's came in. Um, but... but the, just that that idea of like they they land on this island they get pulled down towards it from a magnetic field and then what does that mean and then they start seeing polar bears and which they never really explain well and even that you don't find out till season three that it's a magnetic field I mean, right so much right that... but I think they knew that at least yeah, to, yeah you know what I mean but 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 just that the plane goes down in mysterious circumstances uh-huh. and they're just gone they don't know where they are and that they're lost both on an island and in their lives and and the interesting interplay between that and it's a place it's a purgatory of sorts no matter how you look at any part of the purgatory aspects of the show it is a purgatory of its own where these people are brought who have tons of issues in their lives charlie's a drug addict the doctor's got all kinds of problems with his father and you know living up and kate had this criminal act that she did because of her horrible stepfather and and it goes on and on and on these all had things they had to work out and lost as this island to allow them to do it um and and it's just it's just the show that did did character development and did long form plotting like each episode was was contained and had a great story but it, it it just it told everybody that you can do these incredibly long serialized stories and people will be with you they'll catch up they'll learn the details they'll look they'll they'll much like Westworld now they'll scour every detail of every episode and every logo and figure out what's going on and it just created this new super obsession vibe with TV. Uh, and, it, and it gave people the permission to make that kind of show going forward. It changed television, really. It yeah. shows like that, The Wire, The Sopranos, um, and, and a few others literally made what they call what peak TV. Yeah, it yeah. literally birthed peak TV. Yeah, it's fascinating looking back because there, there's all these like now there's so much documentation on Lost and looking back at how the show was originally basically going to be like dramatic Gilligan's Island with very self-contained problem of the weeks. Ugh. And you get a you get a sense of that in the first season, but they very wisely didn't do that. Because yeah. it wouldn't be a show we'd be talking about today, really. No. I um, mean, and just to say, because I don't know if we ever said it here, but my issue with the ending was just that, you know, the last... Is season six the last season? Is, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just that what they reveal about half of the season, basically... I don't like. Uh, just, I don't, I'm not going to ruin for people that haven't seen it if there's anybody that hasn't seen it, but, you know... One of our co-hosts. Right. But Talk. there's, but you know, there's always... There, throughout the throughout the show, there are three things. There's, um, you know, like much like Arrow. Like, there's flashbacks. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. At the beginning, and it flashes... Uh, I watched some. I just didn't get into it as much. It but. flashes back, and it tells you about their lives, and it gives you context for the present experience. After a couple mm-hmm. seasons, that stops being as relevant, and they do flash-forwards and this interesting time travel thing. Well, in the last season, they have this thing called Flash Sideways, 
We don't know where it is. We don't know what it is. We don't know what's going on. But we see the same characters doing doing weird things that are seem like they're unlike those characters. It goes on for the whole season. And when you are, get revealed as to what that is, to me it felt like a huge betrayal um, and a huge waste of my time for that season, personally. Um, and so, you know, that was kind of my issue with it. I just felt like they, 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 they played with me in a way that didn't feel satisfying. Um, but, and, and then also the, the, the very ending episode was, was also, I mean, the whole thing was, they didn't really know what to do. There was some interesting parts. The man in black and the man in white stuff is interesting, you know, but it's a really hard show to close too. Think about how hard it is to to close a show with that many moving parts and that many, that much interest and intrigue. I mean, it was bound to be divisive, but... I don't know. I think they didn't. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough. It's a tough thing. I wouldn't. I don't envy making the decisions in that finale. No, sure. Let's put it that way. All right. Um, you're next. All right. So for me, uh, I'll go ahead and throw out another honorable mention. And this is actually one that Kevin reminded me of while he was right. talking about one of his shows. Nice. Uh, it's hard to. Because, again, making this list, it's hard to remember every single sci-fi show. I just go uh, back to lists and read theirs, and then... Even yeah. still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there are so many that aren't going to make those lists, mm-hmm. or, or that are more important to you than anyone sure, else. Sure, sure. Uh, so, for me, I did another mid-2000s show that, uh, retrospectively, is, you know, one of those first shows that really started putting emphasis on serialization, right. and ongoing storylines, and uh, I, you know... I haven't watched it in probably eight, six, seven, eight years now. Uh, probably more than God, it's been so long. But uh, the forty four hundred is a show. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that deep cut. Uh, I can't even remember. I think it was a USA show. I I can't even remember where it aired. USA feels right, right? Um, and it was just it was about a group of people that had disappeared over the course of about fifty years, all suddenly showing up on a beach. They all just return. <laughs> from having been taken somewhere, 4,400 of them, and uh, they start developing these weird powers. That sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way it played out was basically X-Men. It was basically the live-action X-Men show yeah. that a lot of people always wanted because it was they had these strange powers, they were hated and feared, there was government control, uh, and it only ran four seasons. It sadly basically got canceled before like what would have been a more definitive ending could happen. Um, there were actually, I think, a couple of novels that followed it up, mm-hmm. but I don't think they wrapped up the story either. But it just had a great pacing to it, um, reveals about who who took them, why did they get these powers, for mm-hmm. what purpose. Um, oh, this sounds so good. How they tied together and how like some among them were, you know why they were evil or why they did the things they did and triggered other things and you know there Oh were, my god, it sounds amazing. You'd love the forty four hundred, I How think. long is it? It's only four seasons. I think it's maybe forty five episodes max. Uh oh, the first dude. season was short. What was this on? Uh I guess that's network. I think USA. Okay. I'm pretty sure USA possibly And how old? Like mid two thousands, right? Yeah, I want to say I it ran from it. 2003 to 2007. I gotta watch it. It sounds awesome. No, yeah, I love the uh, yeah, I love the 4400. And what about Alphas? Was that also good or Alphas? I have not seen. Okay. Alphas is similar though, okay. with like slight power gain. Um, uh, that's gonna get a kind of mention in a few minutes. Okay, uh, I'll remember. Alphas that. or slight power gain. Alphas. Okay. Weirdly, uh, but okay. I've never seen it. Um, but yeah, so that's an honorable mention. Just the 4400. Kind of similar to Falling Skies, sure. uh, having like contained arcs in each season, but right. telling 
this ongoing narrative. Um, Did that it, fall jump the shark by the end? No, it like, like I said, it, it didn't fall fall apart so much as it just got canceled one season early. Ah, lately they've been fixing that problem. Thank God they have their comics and well, actually, forty four hundred does have two novels that continued the story. Did they finish the story? I don't know. I never probably read not. Probably just not. to torture us. But I always really enjoyed that. Um, weirdly enough, I I, I actually. <laughs> I think I wrote a chapter of a 4400 fanfic, so yeah, that must have been early 2000s. <laughs> nice. Cause that's, nice. That's, I stopped you with that by, by 2006 at the latest. <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with fanfiction, I just stopped writing. He's just like, no, I just write fanfiction now. <laughs> I'm just a connoisseur. No, uh, so for my number two, though, is a show that I actually started watching at the beginning of this year. Um. Uh-huh. A little on and off at first. Wait, is this number two? Or this is my number two. Okay. Uh, a little on and off for a little bit. Uh, then I started watching it with my fiance pretty regularly, and we we got through the a hundred and some episodes of this show oh, in I about this is gonna be. two or three weeks wow. of just constant. Wa- it is. We watched you know four or five episodes a night consistently. Um, Steven Universe. Uh, That's sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, it's about alien, like, gems that come down and are protecting the planet from invaders and all the weird stuff that's happened as a result. I mean, it's it's a mix of different things, but I I think it's primarily sci-fi and okay. a lot of its um, constructions. Um, I mean, I'll give it to you because universe is in the title. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the universe. Yeah. It's set in the universe. There you go. No, uh, the future tech they bring and, you know, teleportation, it has all the tropes, okay. I would say. all right. Uh, I, I, you know, I've been hearing about this show for two years, basically, because ever since it premiered, it's been one of the most beloved shows on Cartoon Network. Um, and, and buzzed about. I understand when you introduced me to it, and it is a fascinating show. Um, the idea of this show is that not only is it really good and really entertaining for, for young kids, it's also really entertaining for adults, and it has a very important message for both age groups. Yeah. Of... Inclusion and LGBT issues and 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 body issues and 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 loving yourself and all of those kind of concepts that that it it it, it sort of acclimatizes. Or... It's yeah, I mean, it more than any other show on television really uh, is about acceptance, inclusion, gender identity, uh, sexual identity, um, a whole slew of different things. Uh, yeah, self love. Uh, self-respect. It's just everything positive you would want a show for kids to be about, really, and much broader and more uh, inclusive and progressive than just about any show ever made for kids. Um, you know, it's it's something that's been shifting. You know, shows like Adventure Time, uh, and I I haven't seen regular shows, so I can't speak to that as much, but shows like that that have been pushing in that direction. Steven Universe really, you know, pulls the throttle. And on top of that, it's just a fantastically deep universe of... of Narrative, and which is characters. You yeah. can have freaking, you know, your call it a political agenda, call it your worldview, whatever you want to call it. What they're trying to do with the show, and and, and have the show blow because it's not interesting, because there's not interesting characters, because there's not interesting trapping, because the universe is boring. Instead, you get the opposite here. No, yeah, it's a fantastic cast of main characters, recurring characters, guest characters. Um, it does more with 11 minutes than some shows can do with 44. Yeah, for, for everybody that heard that he watched five episodes a night and 120 episodes in two weeks, that's part of why you can do it. Yeah, right? I mean, it's their 11-minute episodes, barring a couple of the specials along the way that are, are longer, but, you know, it, it, it's... Oh, by the way, My Little Pony also did that a little bit. Hmm? My Little Pony. Oh, that's another one, yeah, that's done a good job of that, and I haven't seen that show, mm-hmm. so I can't speak to it, but... 
it's just it, it's it's insanely complex for what it is. It does such a great job at narratively teasing out the story and giving crucial bits of details and and fleshing out relationships in interesting diverse ways that you you might not expect again from a kid's show a big, yeah a big part of it is that one of the because steven the steven universe is about a, a young boy who he's watched over by the three crystal gems who are like aliens that came from another planet to initially their home world was coming to conquer and like colonize it and they fought against it um and rose quartz was their leader she fell in love with a human and when they uh made a child she disappeared and steven became like half human half gem and he's the protagonist. And it starts out very much... Like, the show is very strictly from his point of view. That's one of their tenets, is that it's always seen through his eyes. He's present in all the scenes, you know. It's his story, and so it starts out very kid-like of him not knowing anything, not understanding the complexities. And then, you know, it's his growth uh, and journey is about discovering all that. And so one of the things is that Pearl, who's one of the other Christian She's like, gems, very looks like a... Kind of like a ballet dancer. Yeah, kind of has that look. Uh, was... A, was in love with Rose Quartz, and they had this relationship. And she, because they're they're thousands of years long, she'd seen her have friendships and whatnot with other humans. But then she falls in love, and so a big rift throughout a huge chunk of the series is that you know Pearl loves Stephen because it's Rose Quartz's son, but then just feels so weird because Greg took her heart, and that's a really complex relationship that gets played out over many episodes, and it's just one of like dozens of plot lines the show has going that you get invested in that. It, it's impossible not to just... It's a rabbit hole of just episode after episode after episode because you just keep wanting to see what happens next. That's Again, amazing. earliest episodes are a little more of-the-week adventures, but even those are like... It's a lot of setup. Like, the first season's the longest. It's 52 episodes. And, you know, honestly, about the first 20, 25 episodes are, are mostly introducing the world and the characters and the general ideas before it just gets these constant emotional body blows leading into the first season finale. And from there, it's just been wildly just just fantastic i mean i i have fallen in love with the show i've been rewatching it just for the heck of it every time a new episode pops out because they do this very frustrating structure of like releasing a bunch of episodes all at once and then going months without new episodes how many um, seasons does it have? it's in its fourth season okay um what are they called steven bombs steven bombs <laughs> yeah uh av club reviews them and the, uh, the author called it the steven nuke because they aired i think it was five or six straight weeks of five new episodes a week there over the summer, which is a lot. A nuke. Yeah, so that's what he had been calling it. But yeah, the Stephen Baum of like, no episodes, no episodes, week of new episodes, no episodes, no episodes, no episodes and so right, on and so right. on. Uh, but no, I... Just the way it deals with all these things, through that sci-fi lens, through its characters, I can't speak higher of it. It's it's probably the great, one of the, if not the, one of the greatest kid shows ever made, and just a fantastic television show. Wow. So, Number two on my sci-fi list. Word. Cool. Very surprising, uh, but very cool. Cool. Kevin? Nice. Okay. Um, well, I'll do an honorable mention first. This one, I kind of geeked out over the summer about it on the podcast, so... Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know if that gives you a clue. But, um, but, mm. um, but yeah, Stranger Things is... Um, like, wow. I yeah. really... I mean, that's, this is my honorable mention. Um, yeah, I talked about how much... How good a time I had with this one. Being... A lover of just like eighties pop culture in general, music, movies, it had all of that in there. It's nostalgic. It had really good characters. I just has. It was getting a second season. Um, but um, yeah, for anyone who loves that kind of like sci-fi and horror of that era, um, I think it really 
brings it to light in a really fun way. So it's like um, a mix of know, Spielberg and Spielberg, King, Carpenter, um, Carpenter, all of that. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I don't know, Dustin is one of my favorite, um, like, best friend characters for, like, ever, like, it's like him and Neil Schweiber from Freaks and Geeks, so, like, in my top of that, like, in that category. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just had tons of fun with that first season. I'm stoked about the second one. Yeah. Um, so... And I love the little, like, VHS-esque intros to it. And how the theme. great is the music? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both, like, all the songs they picked from the 80s for that, and then the score alone, everything. Um, but, yeah, so I don't have on that one. My number two, now this is where I want to see where it falls on your own. But I'm number two. Okay, time perfect. So let's time off fantasy. Time to talk. All right. Jordan, Jordan like, is in you're, disbelief. You're only, you're only three episodes in, though. Like, Jordan is like, in disbelief. I have a feeling Jordan's going to... I'm not in disbelief. Be, it's just... I think you're going to come down. You're in the middle of it. It's like... it's it, the, the hype is real. Is it the sort of... Very so it's I think, very real, but it's... Um, well, I'm going to... When I talk about it, I'm going to preface it a certain way, but you go ahead. Oh, so, I mean, Westworld, yeah, I mean... I would say what stands out to me the most is the world building and then the characters. I have heard the so I was having this conversation the other day with a friend who his he says his only reservation to it is that basically it's the most predictable show because you, when you boil it down to all the uh, all the fan theories that are out, inevitably there are ones that are going to come true because it's a matter of like okay, okay guessing who's there. But I don't think that's a setback for it because. They've done such a good job with the characters and the world building and keeping me invested in that universe that I am all in. So, First of all, I have a really good solution for your friend. Yeah. Don't read the fan theories. Yeah, I mean, that's Don't read the thing. Yeah. If you can, on your yeah. own, predict the stuff, great. Yeah. But if it's a show that inspires prediction in a yeah. tremendous way and makes people want to guess and look right. for clues, right. and there are clues there, all sure. that says to me is it's not an out-of-the-blue reveal, but rather an earned one. Yeah, and I agree. And so... Um, if I had to boil it down to my favorite characters, it would be Bernard, Dolores, and William. When I talk to, do you have any top three? I mean, you just named like the main characters. I know, but like, <laughs> I mean, well, I know, but like, but there are a lot. Of, but it's it's like Game of Thrones. That's the characters. It focuses on uh, those but, are the characters. I know, but they are I'm not discrediting. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. all amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. They're yeah. all amazing. I think Anthony Hopkins deserves to be in well, there too. Yeah, obviously, be, well, yeah. I know it seems yeah, obvious, yeah. but to me, it's like. I always worry with Anthony Hopkins that he's going to just show up and it's going to be like, okay, there's Anthony Hopkins and all that that means, and that's all you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it hasn't just been that, especially in the last couple episodes. When he starts dealing with really intense shit and, and you start to see his worldview versus Arnold's worldview and why things went the way they did, it's just – it's really fascinating. I, I would say that the th- – that you were talking about criticisms you hear. Yeah. The criticism that I've been consistently hearing about that show, probably because I listen to this other podcast called The Watch, and there's like one guy yeah. on there that likes it a little bit, mm-hmm. one guy that doesn't like it at all. And so every week I get yeah. to hear about their like critiques and pull okay. aparts of it. Um, they're also people that are really not about um, sci fi elements and reveals and twists and puzzles. They don't like that in their TV anymore. They well, say, <laughs> right, no, no, I, I, I know. Yeah, but yeah, there are yeah. people out there who are like, TV is about characters and story and emotions, and if it doesn't have an, and and that's all that matters to me. That's mm-hmm. what uh, these people seem to say. Yeah. And so, and it is, and it is somewhat of a criticism that I've seen lo- lodged at this show that because it's a puzzle, because it takes place 
potentially over different timelines because they're telling the story in the way that they are in a fragmented right. perspectives and all these different ways. It's a big puzzle and that the puzzle comes first with a bullet so far first that characters are left way behind character development, emotions, all that kind sure. of stuff. For me, I find that not to be the case at all. I, I find the show to be uh, riveting character-wise. Yeah. I think Dolores is... is I, I've never maybe ever seen a better, more subtle mix of trying to do the human and the robot thing together. Yeah. I think her character is phenomenal. Um, Bernard is a fantastic character. Whether he turns out to be a host or not, I may know. Um, but regardless, he's just that performance. Either way, it's oh, just Jeffrey such Wright, a good performance. Just, I just can't incredible. even believe how good that performance is. Uh, like I said, Anthony Hopkins is when you start to see the subtleties of what he's been per- perpetrating the whole time, what uh-huh. it, what his story is, you get like why he's been acting the way he has, and he's not just this evil genius fuckhead. Yeah. He's really got like he's he's got a he's got a belief about the world, and yeah. that and when you understand that belief, which I, I, there's, it's not too spoilery to say, his belief is humans are flawed. Yeah, um, and he wants to create these robots because. He wants to make a better human without uh-huh. the drawbacks, without the horrible memories that destroy them and uh-huh. cripple them from doing their best work and their best thinking and all of that. Sure. And the and the, the idealistic conflict at the core of the show is him and then his former partner Arnold and how his former partner believed in creating them warts and all. True sure. recreation of humanity. Sure. And that's the clash. And that's the ideological clash. And then you have a third piece and that is the corporation trying to come in and exploit it for corporation reasons uh-huh. so you have this triangle of of motives and then how and then around that triangle you have all these fantastic characters like you're right there are more characters than, than you were mentioning because there's the man in black oh yeah and and and, and Maeve. Like, Maeve right yeah. Maeve's, Maeve's Maeve. great yeah. um and there's just so much potential in this show you have all these great characters surrounding that triangle and they all have what they want and it's just also, when I watch it, it's gorgeous. It's, oh, it's sweeping, the cinematography and beautiful, and the soundtrack and the way yes. the world looks, and just and and. But for me, though, like I've heard the, the showrunners talk about it, and they said this season is almost like a prologue. Excuse me, and that's yeah. almost another way to explain, like you know, after this season happens, it's very likely. And I've heard them talk about like what the robots are like uh-huh. how much flesh and blood are they where does the spark of life come uh-huh. from those kind of questions are going to be asked in the second season sure. and that's where i think we're going to get a lot more of the character work that people are missing yeah. and the like who am i what am i and that's been coming in the last couple episodes more I but I, that's what i the biggest detractors have criticized it for not having as much like character and emotion as they wanted see i think like if they're looking for that look at william and logan just like and uh, like um, well, they say how? Logan's the most cliché, ridiculous character of all time. I mean, he's yeah, a, he's, a, he's well, a cliché. He's not a character. I'm just telling you about what I hear. That's, is yeah, Logan, I disagree. Who's oh. Logan? Is the the, the asshole friend. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't disagree with that so far. I don't know if he gets more. He's, he's still he stays pretty cliché, but he's fascinating to watch. And he works as a. He's almost like a. He's a force rather than a character. Right. He, you know that impacts. Because it's with looking force. at William's descent as he gets further into Westworld and what that does to him mentally, and he's just. You know, he comes in very resistant to it, and he's being pushed further into it. And, you know, you see the progression there. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, I think it really is fascinating looking at that side of it. And then also the humans back in the office, you know, what what that does. You're, like, working on this ultimate 
fictional virtual reality. And think about the potential the show has. We don't Gosh, know, although they're starting to have hints at what's outside of Westworld. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. Yeah. There's one comment Anthony Hopkins made. He says, well, have our, when they were like saying we got to do something to change what he's doing, he goes, are, oh, what? Are our neighbors complaining again? And then uh, another time there's a character that's like, everybody assumes I want to get out. I don't want to get out. You know, another one's like, I want to get out there. I don't care what's out there. So what, mm-hmm. what's outside what of Westworld out, yeah. is, it's not like probably the Arizona desert. It's probably something more interesting than that. Right. Maybe right. not. You know, um, but it's probably the future. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. it's the near. Maybe it's sooner than we think. Nearer uh-huh. future. Uh-huh. Um, but the technology is interesting. Um, the fact that initially the robots were more metallic, and then they became organic over time. Uh-huh. There's just the depth of 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 exploration of this yeah. is, is incredible. And to me, what they've done on this show, it's like this show can only exist now. The reason it, it gets a spot and deserves a spot on my list. So far, it could it could end up sucking really bad going forward. But so far, especially because I'm on the hype train right now, I'm uh-huh. really into it. Um, this show is a show that couldn't exist if it weren't for all the shows that came before it that taught the show how to like have its multiple weaving narratives and how to do right. it right. right. And also like the three years of pre-production, they probably were like they're probably telling their story one way, and they were like, "Wow, why don't we make this scene happen uh-huh, here uh-huh. and this here?" And the way they filmed it was like scenes from the ninth episode were filmed with the scenes from the first episode, and it's just put together like a puzzle, and it's fascinating. And yeah, that puzzle like like uh, structure has 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 costs associated with it because they're playing tricks on you and all of that, and 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 for that reason, there there have to be certain concessions made. But for me, a guy who loves twists and reveals and loves to be uh-huh. along for the ride, even if I can guess a lot of them, it, it's still great to have reveals. And the other thing that's really great about the reveals is that. Even when you know it's like Mr. Robot, and I've heard people say this too, is that you know he always used to say with Mr. Robot that he he knew you were going to guess the answer, and that's okay. And then he made sure that there were reveals on top of it, and that there was and that they pulled them off so well that it didn't matter that you guessed it. Um, so I'm thinking particularly of of uh, the Bernard and what's her name scene. Oh, um, Teresa. Teresa, yeah, yeah, yeah. that scene and what happens yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, um, that is the way it happens and the way it all goes down and the way that the so there's a reveal on top of a reveal and then an amazing devastating plot point so so it plays with your expectations very clearly it's just such a culmination of directing writing acting all beautifully woven together it 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 really is but i i would like to hear your thoughts uh three episodes in i don't i'm not educated enough to say anything i'm not gonna be that asshole who's like giving his thesis on episode three of westworld Uh, no but you but it hasn't grabbed you no, I, I thought the pilot was really good, and I found the next two episodes to be a little... I, I respect that there's a lot to establish. Yeah. Um, the first episode's more about a certain set of characters. The second episode seems to... They were originally going to be both. It was originally a big, long pilot. So, like, all edited together? Yeah. That probably would have been better, because yeah. it's like, you know... Um, it was on a much smaller scale, but it's like how Game of Thrones turns in, epi- in book four and is suddenly about... A whole bunch of different set of characters. Now, obviously, this is way different, sure. but it's a similar aspect sure. of like, okay, so this is like pilot two is yeah. kind of what it felt like. Yeah. And then episode three, um, talking to Kelsey, who's also rapidly consuming the show, you know, said, yeah, episode three is more set up. But after that, with the fourth one, it apparently goes off. So I'm I'm on the precipice. I'm willing you to... You have a lot to watch. Yeah, I, I'm six episodes behind right now. Mm-hmm. going to be ten, or going to be seven before I, I'm done. So it's not like I'm super caught up or know it uh-huh. enough yet but yeah. 
you know, I, I'm certainly not saying I haven't liked what I've seen. Yeah. I think the acting is top-notch, yeah. and I'm intrigued. Uh, hearing Mr. Robot comparisons isn't hopeful to me, <laughs> given the second season, but... Well, the only, re- the only comparison to Mr. Robot there is the is the uh, uh, twist-on-a-twist concept. That's yeah, yeah, the only yeah. comparison I'm making. In fact, they're incredibly different shows. Oh, wow. uh, all right. Well, we'll uh, see. I know. Again, I'm watching it with my fiancé, so she's been swamped at work. Mm-hmm. She's not getting home till after midnight, so we don't really have opportunities to watch it. We'll get there probably but pretty soon. It, I'd like to, ideally. Um, again, yeah. I'm about to have a lot more free time with mm-hmm. one of my jobs going on hiatus, so I'll I'll probably catch up on Westworld soon. Yeah, Sounds yeah. odd. Well, I can't wait to talk about it with you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I did want to just follow up on the one thing I was saying about mm-hmm. um, the way it couldn't it couldn't have been any other time. Like, all of the things, lessons yeah. people have learned about TV and peak, in peak TV and, and prestige dramas and all this kind of stuff have, have coalesced into this... This is one expression of where that can go. I feel like Atlanta is another expression of where that can go. Well, and look at the team that this comes from. This is mm-hmm. from Jonathan Nolan and Lisa right. Joy. His wife, Jonathan Nolan is like Christopher's brother. So he's, he's learned like, from the best oh, all these that. years about how to build a compelling world and fill in the details and, well, and, and how to tell your story. Done as much as because I mean, he wrote the short story that Memento is based on. Right. He wrote several movies like Interstellar and Dark Knight Trilogy with Christopher. Did his own show, um, and of course, you know JJ. Waves his magical wand and launches this together, but it's them showing. And don't forget, there's all kinds of little subtleties underneath it. Like, there's a reason that people guessed all the twists, and that is because there's music playing in every episode. That if you go back and look at the like on the player piano, you look at the music, um, like lyrics online, and it'll like it'll forecast what's going to happen. Wow! Or you or you look at the logos in different scenes, and it might give a hint as to what time period different scenes might be taking place in. I mean, crazy shit like that. But people that want to really dig in and dive into that stuff can find out stuff. And yeah, that's going to reveal stuff to you from the future if the show is done properly. Right, it's not right. just a total red airing. Sure. So it's it's just an interesting show. Fascinating to watch. I just can't wait to watch more. Oh, gosh, yes. Awesome. I will also admit it's a little... I'm a little... Again, I'm not... I am I am a fan of a twist, not a trick. And so yeah. there is that element of it where I'm a little apprehensive. And, and the first three episodes have been a practice in going... None of this seems to be taking place together. <laughs> well, right, right, right. Yeah, the, the the potential for multiple timelines. It has. It's been. You know. Yeah. So it's I'm like, I'm I'm apprehensive about that aspect of it's being like if because because there's always the potential any plot really where you don't know information is set up like this. So I'm not saying multiple timelines makes this, but it's like you know when you have a straightforward story just told all chopped up, and that seems to be what Westworld might be, especially mm-hmm. with like the predictability that people have talked about as mm-hmm. opposed to. The execution of it, so I'm 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 curious. Yeah, so I'm just so, I gotta so yeah. see. No, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Um, but that's exactly what I was. What, what my point was is that um, yes, they did pull it out of order to make it more intriguing and interesting. So there's no question there's some trickery involved there. But at the same time, they're able to, in that way, juxtapose uh, scenes together for meaning. You know what I mean? Sure. So, like, let's say these two scenes do take place in the past and the present. Well, putting them together shows that two characters are going on a journey. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of interesting stuff to come. And, it's, and yeah, a lot of it's going to be execution. If it if the, if the answers we get tonight and in the future end up being really lame, I don't think they will be. But if they are, it could really hurt uh-huh. what we've experienced so far. So that is the risk you take. It's interesting. We'll, we'll have to see. Anyway, let me uh, that, let me go to my. Um, you did an honorable mention and then Westworld, right? Yeah, 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 Were yeah, you I done know. with Westworld? Do you want to say anything else? I'm not, you know, that, I mean, okay. you summed up pretty much all my thoughts there. Okay. Okay. Cool. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right on the list. I think I would add. I would probably take 
I, as much as I love William, I'd probably take him off the list and put Anthony Hopkins on it for yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. characters. Sure. But sure. I think he's like he's very close. I liked him a little more until recently. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. worth noting that we may be reviewing that movie for the back Kickstarter backers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the votes have been coming, and I haven't counted them, but it's that or Ex Machina. I can I feel pretty confident. Saying. How many votes are in? Uh, pretty much all of them. I, like I said, I haven't taken the I tally, but just it. in. Like going like really quickly through, just seeing what popped up a lot. It was Westworld and Ex Machina. Oh, by the way, I, I haven't voted yet. I didn't know there was a vote thing, but I vote Westworld. <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah. Once you do your survey, but yeah, I mean, it was six movies. I think the only other movie that came close was shoot. Now I'm forgetting what I put on that list. I just remember Westworld and Ex Machina winning out. Uh, I think it might have been Blade Runner yeah, was I the was third. <laughs> yeah, Blade Runner. I put Real Steel. That got like no. I wanted that to be. We a could song. always watch real. No, stuff. we always could, but I just found it funny. Yeah. I was trying to do a good spread of uh, nice variety, but yeah, Westworld's the hotness, so I'm not surprised it's gotten a lot of votes. People might be surprised by how <laughs> different that movie probably. is. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but anyway, I'm going to mention just a couple of my honorable mentions here, real quick. Um, here's one that I really want to talk about, uh, and that is Invasion. Um, I don't know this show. I always try to get it like a, get a word in edgewise about this show because it's just one of those shows. It's almost impossible to talk about. Nobody's fucking heard of it, and I mean nobody. Uh-huh. Um, it, it starred Tyler Labine and some other people, all like television actors. Um, it stars that guy that was in that show, uh, that British show that you li- that you didn't like that much, but Will Fitchner. No, but it did star Will Fitchner. <laughs> what um, was it on? Uh, ABC or CBS. One of those, yeah. yeah. Or but it, it only got one season. Okay, yeah. And it was about, like, these aliens who were planning a takeover of the of the world by, like, coming to this, like, sleepy town, this, like, river town. And the aliens are, like, underwater in pods in this really cool visual way. And there's this great family story going on. And it turns out that a lot of the characters that, like, you like are these new, like, aliens that look human. I don't even remember all the details. All I remember is it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's phenomenal. It's so fucking good. I need to watch it again because it's that good. And it's like they have to... I know what it is. They're called hybrids. And it's like you find out there are hybrids among them and then who they and then some of them are good and some of them are evil mm-hmm. and it's like how do you trust and and again it may have been a product of its time because a lot of these ideas have happened again and again since then but I'm hoping when I watch it it'll still have the impact it had because I was creeped out when I was watching that show really really good really good world building really interesting show very contained but in a good way another honorable mention obviously is Mr. Robot we've talked about that show ad nauseum on here um I find that now that we're off season for Mr. Robot, I I'm I'm not nearly as excited about it. I mean, I'm being honest. Uh, looking yeah, back on it, I'm not like, ooh, Mr. Robot. But when it comes back, I know I'm going to be pumped again. But sure. I love that show. It's a great show. Not so much sci-fi. I mean, it is sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, not that's not maybe the I don't know primary primary thrust. So that's it's hard uh, to group it into one genre. Yeah. It is. It's it's more like a like a cyberpunk thriller kind yeah, of yeah. modern day type thing. Sure. Um, Anyway, that's uh, that's it for my honorable mentions. For that, I have like one more of those to go with my number one. But Jordan, you're up. Number one. Uh, well, I'll do my honorable mention first. Okay. Uh, these kind of go hand in hand. Um, but when I uh, sci-fi often is heavy yeah. or overly comedic. But you know, one thing that isn't that is frequent is uh, dystopian. Uh-huh. <laughs> A lot of sci-fi is very dystopian and grim outlook of the future. Um, but it's nice that there are shows where sci-fi is optimistic and it's like the best of humanity yeah, and is yeah. able to create cool futures. And this more goes with the former show I'm about to mention than the latter, but... 
I have a great idea. But <laughs> both are yeah, you're you're, you're on it. Uh, <laughs> both are are connected though. They were in the same universe. Right. This is from when Sci-Fi actually was trying to build their own little universe of of shows and it kind of died when all of these were canceled. Right. But uh the two Which I'm sucks. talking about Primarily Eureka. Eureka! But also Warehouse 13 nice. and Alphas, which was a part of that universe. Interesting. There we go. There's, there's uh, the tie. But Eureka's a show I started watching from the very beginning, back in, I think, 2004? I tried, and it was hard to get into it. Like, how, do, how long till you really start loving the characters? A couple episodes? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great cast. It is very much of the week, especially at the beginning. I mean, there's a few... Like, the first couple of seasons have a few ongoing plot lines, but for the most part, they're very... But it starts with, like, a cop and a snotty girl, right? Yeah, it's a cop and his daughter. Uh, he's, like, returning her. She ran away. They drive into this town of Eureka, which, as it turns out, is a town where all of the world... Or all of the United States' greatest geniuses were brought together to live in one town and create uh, scientific advancement. Case of the week disasters, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Basically. I mean, that's the conceit for the majority of the, 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 the run, is that you have these characters who are um, scientists, and they make weird stuff happen, and he's the sheriff. He becomes the sheriff of this town, and it's his job to rein it back in and kind of bring... He, you know, he's the, the everyman perspective on things that you need in a show of super geniuses. His daughter moves there, they all... And, and it's just fun. It's it's light. It is a light show. Um, by the end of the, by season four, seasons four and five are way more serialized. Um, it becomes there's like a time travel plot, and they they kind of flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it really good? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think that show only gets better. Oh, I have a friend um, who was a physics major. He says that's his favorite show of all. Time. Oh wow, that's yeah. a huge compliment. Yeah. No, Eureka's com- yeah, fantastically yeah. fun. Um, I remember I actually remember watching a season of it when I had my. Wisdom teeth taken out. That was what we had on DVD, and we just watched a bunch of that while I was mm-hmm. laying on the couch, just knocked out in pain and throbbing. But it was fun to watch that, and it's always been there. Um, Warehouse 13, very similarly, instead of being about geniuses in the town, is about artifacts, is what they're called, that are like imbued with the abilities or the, the inclinations of great people, basically. So it'll be items like, um, I'm trying to remember it, any specific one at all. Uh, how about, like, the key Abraham Lincoln used? I mean, I mean, uh, uh, um... The key of, yeah, the kite, for, Ben Franklin's kite. Ben Franklin's that would kite, be the yeah. sort of thing, and it might give them the ability to summon electricity, or there was an artifact that would split them into their two personality halves, and things like that. So, again, very light. That one was So, more, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde's personality syndrome, or something. Basically. Kidding, yeah. No, no, no. But, but, but that's the sort of thing it was, and the first season's rougher for that. I think you'd say the same for Eureka. I just liked that concept more immediately. But by the second season, that show also just is fun, light-hearted adventures, and more serialized throughout than Eureka was, but um, they both had solid endings, they both got endings, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was a lot of fun, and they had crossovers where the characters would go come to each other's uh, town, sort of like Flash Arrow, um, and it was just fun. Uh, both of those shows were light fun, and you can go and watch episodes of those now and still just enjoy being in those worlds, and I like that there are sci-fi shows like that. Alphas I never watched. Alphas is more dramatic and, and serious. Same and, same era. Same era. Yeah, again, they shared, I think, one character. Again, the idea was to build it more as they mm-hmm. went. But it kind of... That, that was about the time science fiction on sci-fi got... Was getting chopped off as opposed to grown back out as it is now. Um, what were they chopping it off to put on there? Cops. 
and wrestling, I believe. Oh god, that's right. That was so horrendous. <laughs> I love that 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 that, and that then good old sci-fi style films like, that, you know, two-headed shark attack. That good old sci-fi chestnut cops. <laughs> um but uh, mainstay. For, for my number 1 though, um I don't think this is going to be a surprise cuz I've talked about this show before and I I think it's um I think it's the pinnacle of sci-fi, honestly. I, I I love this show. I've rewatched it four times all the way through, and I'm always itching for any... Ex- like, Kelsey hasn't seen this show, and I'm just like, yes, let's watch it. It's on Hulu again after it got taken off Netflix. This is a show I remember catching up on first with a box set, and then uh, when Mega Video was still a thing. If you if anyone remembers Mega Video, you'd get, like... It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a pirate site. I was a teenager. Uh-huh. I had my... my Whatever, yeah, yeah, I'll watch yeah, it yeah. online phase. Right, I, I right, try not right. to do that anymore. But sure. Mega Video had like the whole series uploaded, and I would watch with Mega Video. You got everything in fifty-four minute chunks, and then you'd have to wait like an hour before you could watch more content, unless you wanted to upgrade. So I watched like the th- second, third season of this show in fifty-four minute chunks. Uh, but Battlestar Galactica, I think oh, the, the yeah. revival. Oh yeah. Uh, it's the reason people wanted. It's when people say they wanted sci-fi to go back to sci-fi. This is the show they're talking about because Battlestar for five years, um, four seasons, five years. I think that it took to air was right alongside Lost. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't on a main. It was a prime time, but it was the. Those are the two sci-fi giants of I think the two thousands that people talk about. People still and, talk all the time about those shows and just love them. Yeah, I mean, Battlestar is. The pinnacle of like what sci-fi can be. It's rich character work. It's um, great science fiction concepts. Uh, the idea of the Cylons are robots that you know humanity created. Uh, had a war with them. They drove them off, but then they come back with these humanoid models that can infiltrate, and they basically commit a genocide and destroy the twelve colonies. And all that's left is this small fleet of fifty thousand people that are like fleeing, trying to find the lost colony of Earth and uh, survive. Survive, and that's the show. I mean, you know, the mythology builds, things come in. There's so many great tense moments, great storylines, um, fantastic characters, some of the best twists and reveals, and um, emotional journeys in television. Um, you know, I, this is a show I suggest to people who don't normally like sci-fi. My mom, eh, my mom likes sci-fi more than most, but she really, really dug this show. Um, I'm at the beginning of season two. I've been trying to watch the roll through it. Um, just because it's just one of those shows, it's very much not a background show. You need to just sit there. No, and you watch gotta. It. It, it demands your attention. I mean, it's a very rich, complex show, and it's great for that. Um, I, it's 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 hard to talk about. I granted, I I I've just always loved it. The first time I watched it, when I rewatched it, when I continuously have rewatched it, yeah. just because um, I I don't know that any show will ever hit me with as much love for it as I have for Battlestar Galactica. Um, and, you know, it hits at that formative age of teenage years sure. where a lot of shows are going to become your favorites of all time regardless because they're, Especially they're when you they're grew great. up on. Yeah, and Battlestar is among the best they, they there is. Um, so, yeah, that that is also in the sci-fi world. So sci-fi, I'm, that's why I'm so happy to see sci-fi being a, sh- a network with strong science fiction content. Well, you have well, you have the Expanse, which um, I mean, if I'd watched more of it, I haven't gotten to yet, but it would be it would make my you know honorable mentions list um, for sure. That show is shaping up to be a show of the caliber of Battlestar. I don't know if it'll it'll match, 
but it is like that kind of show. No, the like, novel was great. Yeah. I, I read that. I need to watch the show. It's just it's not it's not on a streaming service, and I just haven't gotten mm-hmm. the Blu-ray yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at other shows, Killjoys. Um, Van Helsing, uh, Winona Earp. It's it's just so many shows of different, like sci-fi, but different genres and focuses and humor levels. Van Helsing? Yeah, it's a new one. It's Uh, kind of like Winona Earp. It's like uh, a female descendant of Van Helsing fighting vampires. Um, But all these shows are succeeding and doing well and getting renewals. And And, and Dark Matter, yeah. Oh, 12 Monkeys, like Z Nation. There's so many shows now. And yeah, again, some of them are ridiculous, but... but You still watch Z Nation, no way. Uh, I'm not caught up. I, I haven't watched it live, but I've... No. Well, <laughs> you ain't watching that shit. The third season hasn't come to Netflix yet. Oh, I can't okay. catch up. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Uh, Z Nation is a good show. I don't know why Rich is being so dismissive of it. I'm just joking. Kind of. uh, but yeah, uh, it's the best zombie show on TV. Um, oh! I'm done with Walking Dead out. What? I'm done with Walking Dead out. But yeah, uh, if, if sci-fi being back to science fiction means it has the chance to produce another show. Oh, Ascension! It was a miniseries they did. Yeah, they've done so much another good Another one that's like that, too, that was on that I don't know if you saw, but you absolutely should ch- chase it down. Childhood's End. Holy fuck. That show's amazing. It's another miniseries, just like Ascension, that was based on a, Arthur C. Clarke or one of those... Uh, no, mm-hmm. Isaac Asimov, I think. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think no. it's Arthur C. Clarke. Okay, one of those three. Yeah. I think I was right. But man, is it amazing. And it's got this alien named Corellin who comes down and things change for the Earth. And it is like mind-blowing. Yeah, so just that there's so much good sci-fi content, again, is hopeful. It speaks to why we did this episode, what we said at the beginning, yeah. the opening. Uh, but Battlestar still is just pinnacle sci-fi to me. Uh, it's my number gonna, one. Is this the one you were going to tell me I'm not going to like the ending of? Yeah, you're not, yeah. not going to like the ending. Yeah. <laughs> if I, you I didn't like that. the ending of Lost, you're going to not like the ending of Battlestar. Those two kind of go hand in we'll hand. We'll see. We'll see. I know kind of what you're hinting at, and then you said a lot of people didn't want it to be the show that it turned out to be. And I get, and I understand that. But I'm gonna For just... me, it worked full... Well, there's one element, and I've always been yeah. vocal about that. There's one element of the finale I don't like. But other than that, I'm f- I'm fine with what Battlestar I, did in this last season. I'm hoping, especially now that I've had it... Um, Breakfast. Right, right. That, that hopefully that'll save me from disappointment. Yeah. Um, number one, man. And right. Any honorable mentions we haven't got out of the way? Yeah, I'll do, I, let me do just a couple quick honorable mentions. One, um, this only ran one season. It's more action, but um, I had a lot of fun with it when it, I, it was a few years ago. Um, Almost Human. I don't know if you ever watched that. I did. I like that. Yeah, that, was, that one was really fun. It was... Um, it was a more buddy cop show with the sci-fi element to it. For the longest um, about, time I had the... Uh... The, the, the 13 episodes saved on my DVR. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it when I premiered, and I was just, I'm like, this was fun. Um, and that was with, it was with Carl Urban and Michael Ely, and um, Carl Urban's like this um, grouchy cop who gets paired with an android, and he doesn't want to, and he wants to go solo. And it's just like, a lot of it is just their interplay, and I think they wanted to do more with it, but it got canceled mainly because it had good ratings, but not enough to sustain make up for the production value that it had, which mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it was really good effects, and so I don't that know they could stand That was too bad, because that yeah, show yeah. could have gone to be oh, like, was, really yeah. great. I enjoyed it. Um, it was fun, you know, it was, and they both had great charisma and chemistry with one another, um, so that one was a lot of fun. Um, Fringe is another honorable mention. Um, talked about it before, you know, I, mostly for the characters, I mean, I love Olivia Dunham, um, you know. Jonathan and, Jackson. Uh, John Jackson. Joshua, Joshua Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Um, all of them. Uh, that one is just. It's a. I got more into Friends than I did with Lost. I just. I don't know. I. Uh, I know it is kind of rip on X Files. Um, but 
I had fun, especially the earlier seasons. Um, I really enjoyed. I liked the twist to them. Um, I have such a love hate relationship. With no, I, I do too. But yeah, yeah. But um, that's why I want honorable mention. Like it wasn't. It doesn't qualify as one of my favorites, but. I definitely enjoyed the earlier seasons, especially. Um, and I love the characters. Um, and number one, that, like... So, I'm trying to think. The first time I watched it was in high school. Um, this was around the time I was starting to get more into sci-fi, because I have a friend who's a sci-fi writer. Uh, actually, he's coming out with a novel in, um, next year, and so he helped get me into a lot more. But, you know, grew up on the superhero stuff and a lot of the movies, but uh, um, he helped introduce me to um, a lot of the more, like, essentials and um, and so, he, the show that everyone is going to be hammering for a second season until the day they die. Um, but Firefly. It's a great but, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great it just, show. Yeah, I mean, I've revisited multiple times since, and... It's pretty easy to do. Yo, it doesn't absolutely. take long. Oh, I know, yeah. Um... And the movie, too? I haven't watched Serenity that many times, but, like, I've read some of the comics after... I'm gonna pick up more of those... As I go on, but um, I have like one of the first trades there from the um, the reboot. Um, but yeah, Firefly is just like how do you not love it? It's got some of the most witty Joss Whedon dialogue he's ever written. Um, I love the characters. Um, Shep Wall is my Shepherd book. So rest in peace, Ron Class. Uh, he just passed away recently, unfortunately. Um, among you know the thousands of others in 2016. Um, oh. Yeah been a brutal one but um yeah i just i don't know it's yeah it's more star wars-esque more of a western but it also has interesting concepts and ideas to it too and i just love the characters and their interplay with one another and how um they don't get along and um they're just these renegades on the run in this way distant future um running from the authorities and warring factions it's just a bombastic space opera that um, I just keep going back to and can watch any time. Um, favorite episode, probably Bushwhacked. Um, when, you know, the train robbery and all that. Um, but, yeah, there's just, you know, it was... It's a shame it didn't go on, but at the same time, we did get a movie after that, and we've got, you know, the comics, and, um, you know, the characters just stick with you. And about three million people cosplaying it for oh, the yes. rest of just eternity. A little. Just a little. Nice pick. Yeah. Nice pick. Okay. Uh, so mine's a little bit out there for my number one, so you're going to have to go with me on this one, guys. Um, so in this show I'm talking about, um, the sci-fi trappings are interesting. Uh, first of all, all the characters use iPhones or iPads. Um, and <laughs> hold on. Hold on. And, um, you know, the, the, um, the enemy in the show um, uh, is... Uh, sort of uh, this father who comes back and you know he's not actually he's not actually like a monster or an alien he's just a human but like they've science fictionalized his evilness uh-huh. so in that way it's science fiction so I'm gonna have to say it's uh, Ray Donovan <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> I'm just kidding dude I couldn't pull it off I couldn't pull it off I was trying to go there man I couldn't pull it off <laughs> I wanted to do a play on like how everybody like tries to fit shit in. anyway uh. anyway <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face. I couldn't keep a straight face. If I could, it would have been pretty funny if I kept going about how Ray is just like the archetypical uh, science fiction hero. You know what I mean? Anyway. (laughs) And his father is a sci-fi monster Uh, in theory. Anyway. What is your number one? (laughs) Okay. All right. So my number one is 
no question, uh, especially right now. Um, Black Mirror. Nice. This show, have you not seen it yet? No. This is, have you not seen it I'm yet? I'm going to. This is a fucking tragedy that needs to be amended. <laughs> I will. I will this, uh, this Christmas, you guys Especially owe it knowing to that it's only been, like, what, seven episodes? Not, so seven episodes well, and then the new doubled, season. right? Yeah, yeah it, just, it just doubles. It just doubles. So there was seven. So there was there's the first season and the second season, which were UK seasons, like right, Sherlock. Right. So and they're only an hour, though, not like sure, Sherlock. Sure. So it's like three hours and three hours. And then, but you don't have to watch them all. Like, even if you guys just watch a couple to get an idea of what it is, you're going to want to watch more. Or if you don't, that's fine. Um, but you got to watch uh, A Brief History of You, I think it's called. Um, you got to watch, or no, a complete, an entire history of you. Um, and you've got to watch, and my favorite one is 10 Million Merits. Um, uh, but what, anyway, what these are, uh, there's a guy named Charlie Brooker. And interestingly, he was a video game critic at one point. Uh, he's like a pundit in England. Um, he's just this really interesting all-around like a guy in the media over there. He's a fucking genius and he sees the future in this unique way. And what he does with this show is he made he just does different takes on what the future might bring us because of technology and he just like lays it out with incredible character work, great actors because they only need to commit to one episode. And none of it's tied together. It's an anthology series. So it's all just one-offs. Right. And so you'll have one where there's a prime minister and because of the internet they kidnap like this 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 princess, and, and that, this sounds far fetched, but I mean like a modern day British princess, and they force the prime minister to have sex with a pig, uh, or else they'll I kill her. Heard about that. You know, and it's just showing, and then they and then they use the internet to like show everybody this shot of the prime minister fucking the pig. Is the idea whether he does it or not is the question. In that episode, that's not my particular favorite, but that's one example of showing how the extreme extent to where technology could take us. There's another one which is about a girl whose husband dies. And she, they, she finds out about this new service that takes all of their data, so their emails, their cell phone, all of that. You send it into this company, and then like for $10,000, they send you like an automaton, a facsimile of your loved one that uses like your email con- your email information and, and like simulates the way they talk, the way they think, the way they speak, and tries to give you like a simulation of your loved uh-huh, one that uh-huh, died. Uh-huh. It's fucking genius. And where that goes, you can imagine all the downfalls that might happen yeah. with that, right? Um, there's a Christmas special starring um, the dude from uh, Mad Men, um, John Hamm. John yeah. Hamm, yeah. who's in like it's like a it's like a it's like three episodes in one, but told with like a narrative uh, tie together uh, in a genius way. Uh-huh. Um, but my favorite one by far is called Ten Million Merits, and it is about a future where uh, certain chosen people. Um, I guess this is the best place you can end up. Have to ride on these cycles in this like enclosed space, and they ride and ride and ride while 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 merits tick up on the board. And they're doing this to produce energy, uh-huh. and then while you're doing that, you get to watch this horrible television crap of people like farting loudly, making horrible you know flatulent noises, and just just really gross shit. Or you can watch like an American Idol show, but everything that's on there is super exploitive, and then one that just makes fun of fat people and just tears them down. And there's this guy riding next to the main character, and he's just like ha ha ha, snoot. Poochies is hilarious and just like laughing his ass off at this like complete garbage. Well, then the main guy is this British black dude, super classy guy, and he's riding on the cycle and he's super frugal about his merits because everything you do in this world, like you want toothpaste, it's three merits and the toothpaste comes out. Or if you want to watch like a porno when you're back in your room later, it's like 500 merits or something like that. And most people's merits are, you know, get run down as quick as they rack them up. 
but he is very frugal. So he's like he'll just he'll do the toothpaste, but like he doesn't do any of the entertainment. But here's and then there's just really cool trappings. Like when he's in his room, all his walls are TV screens, and he's forced to watch advertisements of these like vid streams or the channels and and one of them is like you know advertising porno and he doesn't want to watch it so he tries to get it off the screen because he's like a classy dude and it says if you want to skip this ad it's like a hundred merits to skip the ad so he's forced to watch the horrible you know uh exploitation of these women and by the end of it he's kind of turned on by it and he ends up selecting the video but he's like this guy he's trying to fight against all these like powers of of, of, of commercialized world and, and, and this in this it's pretty near future it's like sure. 50 years in the future or whatever sure. um, well anyway all of this is, is uh, built on a superstructure of this American Idol like show so if you get 10 million merits by, by riding and saving you get to go on and perform on an American Idol stage with whatever your skill is and most of the time they just laugh at you and, and you just go back and your merits are gone but you have a chance at getting your own TV show on this like vid doc thing and then he meets this girl who and this is all like the first 10 minutes he meets this girl who has a great voice and he decides he's going to use his 10 million merits to let her go on and, uh, and, and perform and see if she can get herself uh-huh. out of this life and that's the premise sure. and then it's where that all goes and it's just that episode is it's heartbreaking and it's brilliant and it's genius and it takes concepts fully through and when you think you're at the end of the concept it goes a step further it's genius there's one called White Bear which is genius uh-huh. the thing is just it's it's masterful and when you get to the end like you're, you you can't stop thinking about it like they're that good and they're entertaining um, so you I mean you absolutely have to one more thing I will tell you about is just the entire history of you is the one that most people talk about and think about and it's it's got uh, the guy from uh, Ex Machina the, the young dude Donald yeah, it's got him, and and he's got he, in the future everything you see and experience. You have you have little um, contacts in, and they record everything. Uh-huh. So everything you've ever done, you can play back. So he is like this kind of like jealous lover type, and all he does is play back all the fights he's had with his girlfriend, or he goes back through his stuff to see if in the corner of his eye in the footage was like her cheating on him with some guy or something. So it just, like, how this would torture you if every moment was recorded. Because, you know, our memories are imperfect. We remember very little, really, of the exact details. Sure. But what if it was photographic? What tragedies would befall? Right. It's just fascinating. So it's the ultimate speculative fiction, and it's genius. So anyway, six episodes just dropped. Uh, three of them are pretty good. The fourth one, San Junipero, is... Yeah, I read your column. It's quite frankly, I, I mean, I didn't even talk about why it's so great. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking brilliant, and you have to go in without having known anything or seen anything. If you really like Jordan, and I know you do, like LGBT issues handled in a really interesting way, um, and 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 just 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 really really cool, speculative, awesome television that just takes on big ideas and, and handles them so professionally and adult, uh-huh. you gotta watch that one. Just send in a pair. It's on Netflix. It's, and then, I. That show's been on my list. It's gonna. I'm gonna watch it. I'm sure we oh, both are. It's, just, it's yeah, yeah. so good. I mean, I just can't even sing its praise high enough. But you know, I can't say that that's. It's like that's the show that uh, number one on my list of me wanting to tell people you should go watch. Whether that's the show that I enjoy the most, maybe not. But as far as importance, I think that you just can't beat Black Mirror um, for uh, for the number one spot. So that's so that's my number one pick. One thing I forgot to mention before on a lighter note: uh, Sequest DSV. Have you heard of this show? It starred Jonathan Brandis, and it was like it was like underwater Star Trek. And I, when I was okay. younger, I loved it. It was like my jam. It was my Star Trek when I was younger. So that was a science nice. fiction show. That's, that's cool. It's pretty garbagey, but boy, I love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. loved it. Hey. So anyway, those are my picks. 
Cool. All right. Well, as ever, we hope you enjoyed this. Yes. That was awesome. Uh, if you'd like more, you can always find us all over the internet at mm-hmm. uh, net for all our written content. TheJoyOfGaming.com for our episode archive. The fa- Facebook, The Joy of Geek, The Joy mm-hmm. of Gaming. Twitter, at The Joy of Game. And you can find me personally at IndigoMaster, E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R. Give me a follow. I'm always tweeting about all the stuff I write and enjoy. Uh, and you can also find me, jordanalseka.tumblr.com. And around the time this comes out, in your local comic shop, if you want to go <laughs> pick up the Terminal Protocol or order it. It's cheap. It's what, five bucks? Five bucks, Dude, yeah. it's the best five bucks you'll ever spend. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Of all awesome. time. Where can where can the folks find you guys? And you can find me on Twitter at KWShafe. That's K-W-S-C-H-A-E-F. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Rich Lepore. Obviously been tweeting a lot more about a lot of video game stuff recently. Really cool, exciting announcements. Come check it out. See what I'm interested in. Uh, also, uh, check out, I have a weekly column on our site now called Rich's Week in Geek. And that's three to five things that I've been checking out in the past week. It's a real quick read, real fun. You get sort of in sync with the kind of stuff that, that I've been checking out. I spend a whole lot of time and a whole lot of thought cycles on geek culture and you know media. So video games, TV, um, movies, and comics. And uh, the stuff that makes sort of the the top of the list or the bottom of the list uh-huh. if I hate something I'll mention it there right. too although it hasn't happened yet sure. uh, so come check it out and I think I uh, hope you enjoy it alright on that note I'm Rich Lepore Jordan Alseka Kevin Shaver we'll see you soon take care